Welcome to episode 70 of the UK Steelers podcast. You're joined as always by me, Simon Wynn Stanley, and the three co-hosts, Gavin Marshall, Dave Hart, and Rich Setrone. And the return of that music, gentlemen, means that the Steelers won uh, in an incredibly unlikely way, 28-24, in an epic comeback victory over the Colts. And uh, even more importantly, that means they are now the 2020 AFC North champions. Not quite the way we expected to get there, but we're there nonetheless. Oh, you three of little faith. <laughs> <laughs> now, come on now, Gav. <laughs> I was, uh, I'm happy to be proven wrong, to yeah. be quite honest with you. Yeah, we're going to get into this because I was um, as close to giving up uh, on this team as I have ever been in, in you know, a decade uh, at halftime of this game. But uh, how are you feeling about, you know, let's celebrate a little bit. How are you feeling about winning this division? I mean, good. I mean, we've obviously been through, you know, we've been through the mire. We've been through the doldrums a little bit. And it doesn't feel like we're we're completely out of them yet. And, um, you know, it's uncertain times, not just in this season, but with the with the franchise going ahead with Ben and with the salary cap and everything. So it just feels like we're sort of you know, a ship lost at sea heading into difficult waters. But, you know, we get through this, this strange week with the Browns where nothing really matters. And then, you know, playoffs. It's, it's a whole new it's a whole new world. So I'm excited. I'm excited for what we're gonna what's what's upcoming. Yeah, it's, it's at least we've been given a little bit of hope, you know, because that's what I was kind of starting to have slip away. Um, Rich, how's it going over there? It's going well. It's going well. Yeah, I mean, after the first half, I, I, you know, I thought it was they were done. That was it. And then, uh, Gav, did you really think they still <laughs> were going to win this game after that first half? No. I I, I'd lost all hope. I thought, you know, it was that the the offense was on the slab, certified dead, wasn't it? Tested, no pulse. Yeah, and the defense didn't look great either, for that matter. You know, Mm -hmm. so it it was, uh, you know, (laughs) it was shocking that that second half. It was fun though. You know, we hadn't had a a fun half of football in a while watching the Steelers. So it was was actually really nice. I, I, like Dave said earlier, I, I enjoyed being wrong. It was, it was was cool. (laughs) I felt, I felt very lucky. And this was very, this was almost a very different show um, than it is because I was very close to handing over the reins completely to one Dave Hart for a, for for a complete (laughs) kebab corner episode. Um, (laughs) I can't do it. (laughs) Sorry, Dave. <laughs> He's throwing away your papers <laughs> Maybe in the playoffs, Dave. <laughs> because I, you know, I tweeted out at one point. I said, "Listen, I, I think the analysis needs to stop." As as usual, my timeliness was um, <laughs> hindsight's twenty twenty, right? But I was like, "The analysis, the analysis needs to stop." You know, this team has not changed in four weeks. It's the same thing. And I was like, "We're handing over the reins to Dave, and Dave's just going to take over this week." And then the second half happened. So. Yeah, it, it was crazy, man. I mean, I actually asked on the Facebook group, I was like, would people think less of me if I turned this off and just watched the second half later because I've completely lost interest. I was glad I stuck around. Uh, I kind of wanted to go spend some time uh, with my girlfriend on Christmas, right? So uh, I was glad that I stuck around, though, because she saw me get gradually more engrossed and halfway through the second half, my mum called me and I was just completely ignoring her. She was getting upset at me. It was, yeah, n- not a happy bunch of females around me in that second half. I was oh, I had a very happy Oh, sorry, Dave. Go on. Hang on. No, you go. You go. You go. I insist. Okay. 
No, I was I was I was watching my laptop TV because um, my mother-in-law's staying with us, and so TV was there. So I was watching my laptop, and usually if there's a comeback, I'm getting excited or something. And there's visible signs of excitement, and at the end of it, I switched off and she said, oh, "So did you win?" I went, "Yeah." And I said, well, "Why do you look so confused?" It's like, <laughs> I was just sat there with a look of like just befuzzled. Like, I'm not really sure what just happened. We've won, but I'm not really sure how or why. I, I was pretty sure that I'd fallen asleep and this was all a dream, and I've just sort of come to. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a exciting finish, but it was, like I say, it was just a confusing one at the same time. It's hard to get your head around. I'm still, I'm still kind of a bit confused by it all, yeah. but I'm sure we'll get into that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, let's do it, right? I mean, this. I said this again on Twitter on the day. I was like, I'm going to need Gav to explain this to me because uh, <laughs> this was as confusing a game as they get. I, my head has been spun round twice. It felt like after the final whistle blew. Um, I think the best way to start this is a game of two halves, right? Everyone said that this week. Um, is to try and find the lowest moment in the game. So I've tracked it down to where I think it was which is when we failed four times from pretty much the goal line with five minutes left in the third quarter, right? And we're like 24-7 down. Uh, when yeah. they stopped that pass to, um, was it DJ on the, on the side or James Washington? Um, they kind of broke up a pass on the, on the fourth down and, and then they turned the ball over. That was when I thought, right, this, this is... If I didn't think the game was over already, you know, we're already deep into the second half now and we're giving the ball back, you know, 21 points yeah, it was, down. It, it was weird, wasn't it? Because there were signs of life at the end of the second quarter. That's yeah. when that's when the adjustments seemed to be made and start to take hold. And there seemed to be momentum and some success happening. And then that happened. The four and out at the goal line was it was the like the the, the hope had turned around and kicked us all in the face, right? Mm-hmm. And, we, and at that point we thought, oh, right, nothing's changed. The offense is dead again. It was just a minor blip. But then, obviously, the defense made a massive play, and then Ben unleashed one, and and then then the rest is history. But yeah, so I I, I think I think yeah I think you're right in terms of of overall hope. But I'd say that the first half before before the adjustments started to work and we started to see them get a little bit more space, just the the overall feel of the first half was we, we you know I just thought you know the, the the first three plays I mean that was pretty dire. I mean you know you you're just thinking. Have they not made any adjustments? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're running the same slants, the same drops, the same... Inefic- like, what, what's happening here? Why, why is it... Again, like we thought there were going to be changes made in the Bengals. So I'd say maybe that was the lowest point for me where we just felt like we're just repeating the same insanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, th- this begs the question, I think, as to... And that's what everyone's asking this week. What what changed? What what was the, the thing, the catalyst? You know, you can look at the... The touchdown play to, to DJ, like you say, where he made the great diving catch that kind of spurred that on. You can look at some of the plays to Claypool early in the second half, or like you say, late in the first half when the play calling started to change a little bit. But it wasn't just the offense, right? The defense also seemed to, um, you know, revitalize a little bit in the second half. You know, the secondary was struggling in the first half, and then the pass rush started to get to Rivers a little bit more, and then, you know, all of a sudden that was fixed. Uh, they only allowed three points in the second half, so. Where is it that this team changed? Is there a specific point you can you can look at, Gavin, where you saw a major change? And I know there's talk of Ben was calling the plays. We spoke about that a lot this season. But um, uh, the Colts DC, right? Eva Eva Flus. Do I pronounce that, Gavin? <laughs> Eva Flus. Eva Flus um, says the Colts didn't even notice in the second half in terms of like Steelers' offensive play call any changes, which I don't know seems like strange to me. You would assume that they would have immediately noticed because I felt like there was a change, but. 
I think I think the changes were small and and multiple rather than one massive change. <laughs> so I, I I do I do think and you do see in even in the fourth quarter they're still running the slants, but they're just being successful. So one of the changes were that players weren't dropping balls like the the, the Ebron touchdown. We've seen him drop like three or four of those recently, and he made one. So it's almost. Just some something clicked with the receivers that they weren't dropping balls. Now that's not an adjustment. I don't know what that is. Just, just Momentum. mentality or something. Yeah. So that change and, and and like you say, the the defense after after the the big touchdown to to DJ, you know, straight after the the failure, um, that the 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 the, def- the defense just stepped up and went crazy at that point, blitzing, blitzing like mad straight off on the first play. That that play call by Butler was awesome. I thought the the blitz, and then they get the quick three and out, and then they got the ball back again. And that and that momentum shift after the quick, after the deep shot touchdown, that was what won in the game. So I, I think that that single one single play call that just killed the Colts offense right there was was a big call. So not necessarily an adjustment, but a, a ballsy call. And the big, big question, the million-dollar question out to you, Gavin, I'm fearful about how you answer this. Um, does this show in, does what we saw in the second half, the way we came back, give us any confidence now, as opposed to where we were, you know, at the start of this Colts game, where we were pretty much giving up on the playoffs? Not really. Oh! I mean, not really. I mean, so the, the minor adjustments I talked about, so they they, they brought in more Claypool, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that that was that was success. They played him at X a bit, and they moved him and swapped him and, and Johnson around. So that was more personnel than than play calling. But that that made a difference, and, and hopefully they'll carry that on into the playoffs. But the other thing was there was more kind of three step drops, kind of slightly longer, developing deeper pass routes, you know. Um, and you kind of we haven't seen too much of that this year. It's all been the quick strike stuff. So that that seemed to work. And I, I was kind of hoping. To see a half, I mean, we're going to get into this later, but I was kind of hoping to see a half or so of Ben against the Browns, or or just a couple of drives, just to see that 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 rhythm is still there. But we're not going to see that, obviously, because he's going to sit. Yeah. So I'm I'm not confident that that that's going to like hold over into the playoffs, but we'll see. Uh, Rich, talk to me about what you saw. Do you agree with Gav? Are you still lacking confidence going forward, or has this changed your mind at all? I mean, you know, once is uh, once could be, you know, luck, you know, twice. Then, then, then we're setting more of a pattern, and so I, I don't know. I'm still not completely confident. It was, it was nice to see, of course, and it's, it's nice to know that it can be done, um, still, but I'm not completely confident going into the playoffs. Um, I think, you know, when you ask, you ask Gab about what was the turning point. I think Johnson definitely that big play was was the turning point that I think was pretty obvious to everyone, but I, and I don't know if it's necessarily was a different, different place in the second half as more of um, different choices that Ben was making. Like if you looked at the first half, Ben had just five throws past 10 yards in the first half, just five in the second half. He was three for four on, on air pass or on passes over 20 air yards. That means that doesn't mean that it was a 20-yard gain because he threw a three-yard pass to Johnson and he ran for 17 yards. That air yards means he threw it at least 20 yards. Mm-hmm. And thus he was three for four and uh, for 98 yards total. 
So to me, that that looked like more of a mindset. You know, you saw that same mindset in the in the at the end of the first half with 20 seconds left when they're trying to drive the ball down the field, and all of a sudden he's throwing these deep passes to uh, to Juju over the middle. I mean, how often have we seen that in the in the last you know six or so games? And so obviously he can do it. I don't know why it hasn't been done more up to this point. I don't know why they still stuck to that short passing game that hasn't been working. Uh, in the first half, but I'm I'm really glad that they they got out of that in the second half because it was it was like I don't think Ben is not a confident person at all. I think he's very confident, but it's almost like when he completed that long pass to Johnson, it was like a light bulb went off in his head. Like, oh yeah, you know we can we can do this, and it was a whole different game. That second half was a whole different game for him, especially. Yeah, and we, and we saw the uh, a, a little glimpse of backyard Ben in one play as well, where he, where he did the little rollout and then got the chunk play to Ebron, and that, we just saw a couple of things where I thought, ah, this is this is Ben being Ben again, not this little just constant slants. Um, but yeah, exactly, like, like like you say, as soon as as soon as they started uncorking those deep shots, you know, the the, the Colts backed off, didn't they? And they got they started getting more space, and then all the quick slant underneath stuff started working. The run game started working. And they, they got Connor involved in the passing game. Yep. There's another factor. We haven't seen running backs getting involved in the passing game. There's been one or two. But I can't remember if it's third or fourth quarter now. But there was a series where it was just Connor just just, just destroying the, the, the Colts' defense with, with little little dump-offs and runs, runs out from the flat. More of that. I mean, that was great. Connor looked great, I thought. Yeah, that. I mean, you're absolutely right. You know, that opens up everything. All of a sudden, you don't have these safeties dropping down in the box anymore. All of a sudden, they're not they're not guarding so much for the short stuff because they fear they fear getting burned deep. If you play safety, that that is your that is your number one priority. You do not let anyone get behind you, and um and it it, it did it opened everything up. Connor actually had a real nice run too in the second half after that play. There there was a huge hole. You know, that yeah. they really didn't take much work to open up because because they were guarding more against the, the, the pass and he, he had a nice run out of it. Yeah. So, you know, that that, you know, that has to continue into the playoffs, obviously, and they have to get better. Another thing is they have to get better in the first quarter. You know, for the last six games, the Steelers offense has zero points in the first quarter. That has yeah. to change. You, I mean, that's just that's. I don't know if that you can say that that's ever happened to any Steeler team, you know, in, in modern day. I, I don't know, but that's that's a pretty poor stat. Mm. Just going back to what you're talking about safeties, I think the other thing that changed was they lost their best safety, right, or their, their safety that was playing really well in the first half. The guy uh, Kari Willis, or whatever he's called, went out with concussion, and he was. I think that was another factor in that that just opened up the back end as well. For Ben, and maybe maybe why he could start throwing those deep shots because he wasn't that safety out there was 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 playing pretty well and just and kind of reading Ben. So I think that was another thing. Yeah. Any kind of I know you spoke about the run game open up a little bit. I think the game script maybe speaks to why we we almost abandoned the run altogether later on. Other than like you say that the nice play James Conrad that that went pretty long. We had the wide open hole. It was more the passing game, but but early on, especially, we didn't see any change out the O line. We didn't see any change out of the run game specifically. I mean, uh, Benny Snell got managed to get zero yards, I think, in the game. <laughs> um, yeah. James Conner, you know, outside of the long run, James Conner didn't face much success in the run game. So that's still a major concern for me. We still, you know, I'm hope, like I say, I'm hoping that this deep game opens up the short stuff, including the run game. Um, mm-hmm. But but proofs in the pudding on that one, I think. 
I love the the draw call out of the sort of I don't know what you call it the wide stacks like where you have got the two you know they've they've been using that they've they've thrown to Claypool on on the sideline a couple of times in those kind of you know where they get yeah. the two players the two receivers stacked wide and then they called a draw out of that against the Colts and that worked they got they got a nice load of yardage on that I thought that was good but I mean you watch the Colts run game their O line I mean again some serious push there yeah. is it I mean it's nice to see a, a run game working on. You know, full steam, wasn't it? You know, not, not that it's, you know, it was killing us, but you know that that you know that was good. And the rivers making adjustments as well that creates holes. You know, you can see him changing things at line of scrimmage. You can think, well, how much? I don't know how much Ben does that really, because sometimes you just think, why is, why are we not optioning out of this? I mean, like, just running. We talked about it ad nauseum, but running into stack boxes and you know all that stuff. The, the Colts blocking scheme as well just seems to like promote gap creation you know it's like you've got a strong side you've got strong people on your strong side that are pushing and making holes whereas the Steelers seem to run to the weak side all the time and and, and you've got one-on-ones or, or people getting double teamed and just not getting any push so I, I I don't know I think that whole run like drag a box over that and delete it that that run playbook just just, just like you know load in the Colts run playbook like you can on Madden or whatever you know well, it's not only that, though. It's the way they execute. I'll, uh, I'll send you guys a, a, a video. Of course, the listeners can't see it, but we, we, you, can, you guys will all see it and we'll describe it. It's, it's perfection. They're, they're, they're running. It's not only scheme, but it's their execution is amazing. You, this, it's so – the awareness of the offensive linemen – I mean, it's it's really, really great, great blocking, you know. And then you add a back like Taylor, who's one of the best backs we've seen all year, um, who can just – I mean, the, the plays that guy made were just freaking amazing. That that touchdown that he got, he, he literally sidestepped Williams. He jumped out – or sidestepped Williamson. He jumped out of Williams' tackle and then jumped out of Hayden's tackle. It's like – and then he got into the end zone. It was his second touchdown. It's like, oh my gosh, I, that was one of the best runs I've seen in a while. It was only like three yards, but what he did in those three yards was incredible. Yeah, Jonathan yeah. Taylor I mean, looks like a special you know, Yeah, he does. He's I've, coming on I've, well. I've been trying to, I've, I've been trying to draw some positives from the run from Steelers' run game because I think every week we've been bashing it, and and rightly so, I think. But like they. Just looking over the the tape, I've, I've, it was quite easy to draw out a positive in in uh, Kevin Dotson, just because out of, I mean, he's, obviously he's new guy, clearly enthusiastic, clearly a a physically gifted guy. He's I mean, he's big and he's athletic at the same time. It's he's, it's great to watch, but it's it's like what um like what you guys are saying. There's no scheme to use that, that ability. If it, it feels like I mean, you got, obviously got De Castro in there and and Pouncey as well to some extent. That's had a bit of a drop in in form, but at the same time, those guys are they're talented guys. A scheme thing. It's not a physical ability thing. It's a scheme thing. Because when you when you look back over Dotson, I was looking back over just watching him play after play, particularly on the run plays, and he was stacking blocks. He was getting forward. He he's he's athletic. He can get there. He's not some guy, some lumbering lineman. So why isn't that schemed into into this run game? Why isn't it? Is it something that's um, being overlooked? Is it is it just something that doesn't fit? 
No, I think I think they're going to get using him more. I mean, there was the the, the pull that Dotson did on, on one of the plays. He hit with with more aggression than I've seen any other members of this crew hit with all all year. Um, you know, including Filer. You, you kind of think you he's going to be the guy that's going to smash people, but Dotson's out there doing it. So I mean, I mean, I, I would if even if Filer comes back, I, I'd say keep Dotson in there. Like maybe maybe move Filer out to right tackle. Um, I don't know. That's the move. I completely yeah. agree, Gav. That is the move. Okorafor is atrocious. Oh, my gosh, is that guy bad. He, this, this might have been his worst game all year. He just missed blocks constantly. He he couldn't even pass protect for Ben. Um, he, he His man went right around him on a key third down and forced Ben to a, a hurried throw that was incomplete. Just And that's the thing, Dave, too. Like Even if you have one or two guys that are really strong on your line, you know, unless they're right next to each other, then you have something to work with. But it's all about each guy pulling his weight and each guy doing his job because you get one breakdown on these plays and, it, and that's it. That's all you need to, to blow up the play. And right now they're just not getting they're not getting consistent play by all five guys. I actually also think it's it's sorry, Dave. But you watch, you know, you go through the run game, like, like you say, Dave, and you try. I mean, you don't get many plays to start with. Um, yeah. So it's difficult, but you go through and you go, I, you know, I try and watch every play, every every lineman, and see how they're doing. There's a lo- there's a load of plays there where they're all doing fine. Like none of them are none of them are winning particularly, but none of them are losing. But then you see the tight ends, and the tight ends are losing big. They're getting collapsed. They're getting pushed in. They're falling over. They get you know plays are getting blown up because of the tight ends. So I, I think a, a run blocking tight end is a massive need. Because it's just an extra piece, and I guess it ties in with the loss of Banner as well, because he was he would have come in on those kind of plays. But there's, there's basically no strong or weak side. Every it's, it's two weak sides on these on these on these run plays because the, the tight ends just can't block. Unfortunately, you know Vance is better at it than Ebron, but he's he's still more of a receiving tight end, really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I'm trying to hold back on singing Dotson's praise. I, I think we all sort of agree on it from the sound of it that he's he's got a he's got to have that starting role going forward. But protection, the guy drops like an anchor. It's like he, he doesn't. He, he, what was his name coming towards him? Uh, Buckner, just bouncing off him. He's, he had no. He, he didn't budge. He'd come out in full. He barely moved. It was inc- it was incredible. He just he just you know he sets his feet and he's not he's not moving. And even when he's on the move, he's, he's not showing any signs of. A force against him he's just using that pure upper body strength to to hold the guy off it's fantastic to see and and, and say it's it's just frustrating to see that guys like that with natural talent not being used properly and as we're seeing with the guys they're, they're being they're being lost now they're starting to be lost through um through waivers and what have you it's just getting frustrating mm-hmm. I'm, I'm scared that he might be one of those guys if if he's not sort of recognized as as someone to keep around who oh, Dotson? Oh, Dotson will be. Do, Do, Dotson's yeah. not going anywhere, man. They're, 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 that's he's nailed yeah. on, I think. Um, Starting next year. Yeah. Uh, why? Uh, while we're on the line, I, I did a little bit of um, returning to PFF corner. Maybe a little bit too early, you know. The off season is, is PFF. His PFF corner for me. But um, I, I thought I'd have a look at where 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 our line ranks against other lines in the league. So um, the highest graded tackle is 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 Big Al, and he's 33rd in the league. Then uh, David DeCastro is the 32nd guard. Pouncey's the 26th centre. Filer's the 36th guard. Dotson with limited snaps is is 45th, and Chuck's 76th. And then and then when you add the the, the tight ends, just just for run blocking now, 
so that that that, that was overall so that, that that was pass protection and run blocking for for the for the o-line and then if you look at just run blocking for the tight ends vance is 56th and ebron is 68th so that that gives you an indication i mean it's tricky because it's 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 that's stats related to outcome so we know that the outcome's bad but it, it it tells you there's no one particularly playing you know so big al is big al and, and david de castro and, and pouncey are kind of bottom of the league and then everyone else is kind of below you know worse than that almost mm-hmm. so it, it's bad it's bad at the okay. moment and you know, I, and I think going into the off season, this is going to be a massive area of need. Well, I'm seeing a lot of people talk about. I was going to ask you that. Actually. I don't know if this is the time to talk about it or not. But is this is this the year that you just blow up this old line? Do it, you know, is Pouncey and Al and you know maybe not Chucks because of the deal he's on, but maybe he's benched and you know is everyone just lurched out of here for for calories, salary cap reasons, and then we see we get in and nurture talent. I don't know. Mm. Mr. Trickman struggles so much for salary, you know, for cap yeah. room as it is. It, it is a good argument for it. But then, you know, have, find a left tackle, you know. <laughs> have a have a yeah. have a have a guess who who PFF has league wide as highest graded run blocking tight end. Jesse James. No. Oh, Adam Troutman. Adam Troutman. <laughs> a rookie. Really? And he was there in the third round. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they they went one way with Ebron. And you know that that led on to Claypool and to Highsmith. That was the strategy. But Troutman was there in the third round. Could add him. You know, maybe it's not the weapon that that Ebron is, but I don't know. Yeah, we could so, certainly use him. Yeah. Well, hopefully, there's that's that's something we can target in the draft with a you know a later round pick. Not too late round, but you know. Uh, yeah, so it's a class for Yeah. Some class. That's going to be up there this you year, bet- I think. Do you guys remember that corner blitz where yeah. uh, he sacked Ben? Do you know what happened on that play? Did you guys look at it? Did you uh, guys? Yeah, look at it. What happened? Um, Okorafor, <laughs> when the start of the play, Okorafor, the guy was lined up in the box, the corner, right? And no one rushed on Okorafor's side, but the, but the corner was lined up in the box. Like, he could see him. Like, it wasn't like he just yeah. dropped the last second he dropped back to pass protect and he has his his left hand on pouncey's right shoulder and he's like he's monitoring pouncey's guy like he, he's not touching him because or not pouncey i'm sorry to castro he's monitoring to castro's guy and de castro's handling his guy fine and in fact he has him like pushed to the left corfor can't even touch him he's just kind of like it's weird it was a weird weird play and the guy ran right by him I mean, literally ran right. Like he, it's like his vision was just non-existent on that play. And after the play, you saw De Castro looked at him and said something. And I, I'll bet you it wasn't anything pleasant because <laughs> he really, really screwed up. Like it wasn't like he physically messed up. He just, I don't know, he just didn't pay attention to the guy in the box and and immediately is like, is it me? Like, okay, De Castro, I'm gonna help you with your guy. Don't worry, we'll get him. We'll get him. It's like, dude, I have my guy. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's, like I, almost, it's almost like he thought that guy's not my responsibility. Yeah, exactly. It was so bad, and that was that wasn't even the worst. Of, well, it might have been close to the worst of it. His his game was just so bad last weekend. My gosh, I I agree, man. As soon as Filer gets back, Gavin, move him to right tackle and get Dotson in there and start him. That would be the smartest move they can make. Yeah, there's two hog mollies in, and then you know, 
maybe get some some things going on in the run game. Get Paul Dotson over and get Filer and and um, Dotson doing that old like the Veer or whatever. Let's get that on a go. Yeah, How about that. I agree. Felt like it's been heading that way all season, and it <laughs> kind of brought that up about eight weeks ago, and now we're getting closer and closer to it. Um, before we move on from the offense, I, I do want to just um, gush over Ben's throw to Juju, the touchdown, very briefly. That was, nice. that was very nice. The punt fake was uh, chef's kiss emoji. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Beautiful, it's Vincent Ben. It is beautiful play. Yeah, I mean, I mean, who, who'd have thought it? You know, let Ben drop back three steps, hit step. You know, survey the field and 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 do a pump fake and then hit a target. He can he can do it. Let's let's let Ben let's let Ben do that. Is this let but Ben I cook? I don't know is if it? it's a let thing. I think it's a Ben get it in your head that you need to do this. <laughs> you know, how many times in the first half did he just stare down Deontay? Just stared him down. Like he got the snap and he's doing that fast, get rid of the ball fast. Gets the snap, stares him down, boom, throws the ball. I mean, that this what was it? The second, third play of the game, third play of the game. Juju's in the slot, right? It's third and 10. Juju is wide open, wide open, like easy, easy first down. He just doesn't even look at him. Just gets the snap, stares down Deontay. Deontay has the corner on him and the linebacker coming over, almost double coverage, and he tries to squeeze it through that little hole. And, and I think I think he actually was a decent pass. It wasn't great, but I think Deontay could have caught it and he dropped it. You know, but it's just like, I, I think it's, I don't think it's so much let Ben do it. I think Ben needs to do it. He's saying that Ben only has eyes for DJ. Man, sometimes he locks in on people. You know, he's had games where he's done that with Claypool. He's had games where he's done that with Washington or Juju. Like, I just I just wish he would play more like he did in the second half where it's like it looked like the old-time Steeler ball, the, the, the Todd Haley ball. It, it looked more like that type of an offense. Mm. That's, that's, I think, what we need, I, especially going into the playoffs where teams don't have a lot of tape on that because we haven't played that system. Yeah, get bring Todd Haley back. The guy was a diddler, but he knew how to drop a, a play. I love a play call. Todd Haley. Love the yeah. guy. He, yeah. he, ben just didn't like him. No, nah. or people that he was fighting in bars. But let's move <laughs> back. Is he, is um, he up there on the diddler rankings? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, he's probably a good guy on a night out, but you know, you want to be at the in, in the parking lot with him at the end. Um, yeah, that, but that that the, the, the touchdown to to DJ man. I mean that, jeez, that you, the pace there that DJ showed. I mean you can. You can see why Ben looks for him. I mean, that was that was like a three-step drop with a hitch, right? And it was a 46-yard throw, and DJ just absolutely blown up the guy and was in the end zone and did the great diving catch. That DJ, if we get that DJ, then yeah, I'm, I'm all for just spamming him with 12 targets a game. I mean, that was awesome, but obviously we've seen the, the downside of him just dropping easy easy balls. But, I mean, that was that was awesome. Yeah, if that fully plays into my theory of instinctive catching, that was pure instinct that catch i think that was sort of he couldn't do anything but lay out and try and catch it but it's when he's in that situation where he's got to think about it and think about what's going to what's going to happen next that's when he starts dropping it perfectly plays into my theory so i'm going to put that in my little notebook of things i'm right about is he is he campaigning for the trumpet there gav uh, it is a campaign. I'm not sure he's quite got it but you know maybe we'll see in the playoffs yeah. maybe um, yeah okay um cool i want to talk about the defense a little bit until gav interrupts me uh, I'll, I'll, I'll oh, yes, Rich, yes. boom. <laughs> <laughs> talk about Tomlin's decision at the end of the first half. Oh, the timeouts. Yeah, that yeah. was bad. Good Lord, man. Please, please never say we don't live in our fears ever again because it's bullcrap. That was – did you hear his explanation? No. I didn't. 
he, he I, I listened to the press conference after the game and they asked him that, of course, you know, and he said, um, you know, the big play that happened right, you know, I don't know, second or third down that that screen where they ran where it was 63 yards. I think Naheem Hines ran yeah, and then yeah. he came back because of blocking in the back. Mm. He he was he was concerned that something like that they may run into something like that again where they might come up with another big play you know right away so he wanted to uh, he, he it wasn't that he you know that Rivers fooled him because they thought Rivers would hike, hike the ball quickly it's not that Rivers fooled him it's that he chose because of that big play that just happened it kind of scared him off a little bit and then he thought that it'd be safer just to go into the into the half uh, you know the way it was but. I, you know, I, I come on. That's that's the definition of living in your fears. You can't play yeah. football that way. That's like you know, it's like being in a boxing match and you get hit in the face and you're afraid to do anything else because you don't want to get hit in the face again. When you you know, big plays are going to happen. You can't you can't just stop doing what you think you need to do to win the game because you're afraid of another big play. You know that. I mean, if you're up, if you're winning, yeah, if you're winning twenty-one-seven, oh, of course. Then you play it safe because you're you're ahead, but you're down. You're down two touchdowns, and they're going to get the ball in the second half. I mean, you got to go for it. You know, you. I mean, so I was. I just thought that was really. And he's got a reputation about this season. We didn't see it much. You know, actually, he did a pretty good job. But that's been my biggest gripe with Tomlin over the years. He his clock management has, has been bad uh, historically throughout his career. Mm. Yeah. It has been better this year, though. You're right, but yeah, you're right. That was it, well, if that was if that if he admitted that he was scared, then yeah, you're right. You can't really say we're not going to live in our fears because I don't know what that is if it's not living in fears. Yeah. yeah sorry, up, uh, sorry, Simon. I, I just say we ended up being quite lucky, really, that we got the um, the strip sack and the the touchdown in the in the the first half because those are the only points we got in the first half, right? Um, yeah, well, that, that's that's the the, uh, the other thing, right? Is that the the fact that the the the, uh, the Colts' offense kind of faltered, and that yeah. let the Steelers back into the game. If if, if you know Rivers, they, they they had some good things going on, and, and it sort of went away from them a bit. Um, and and, and, and it, Steelers ended up just giving them the deep pass, which obviously they they did hit a really beautiful deep pass. But I think I think that uh, when we're getting onto the defense now, but. They kind of, I think the you know Rivers' slightly noodleish arm allowed them to play downhill a little bit, and that that suited them a bit, you know. And as 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 a, as a, the, the players tired, I think it, the 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 chips fell down on the Steelers' defense rather than the Colts' offense there a little bit. So maybe maybe that that played into, I mean, you know, the the, the Steelers won, so Tomlin it, it kind it kind of. The fact that Tomlin did that at the end of the, of the half, it didn't matter. It, you know, you kind of forget that. So I don't know how, how much credit or how much criticism can you give to Tomlin there? Well, because we won, you can overlook it. But if we lost, I guarantee you it would be headlines. It would be the, the biggest thing people would be talking about. Mm-hmm. But maybe he was right. Maybe he was onto something. I don't know. Who knows? That's such is the way with the head coach, right? <laughs> when you win 11 yeah. games, you're the head coach of the year candidate and then... <laughs> you lose three and you're an idiot. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, he lost. He coached better last year, and and we lost more games. He he was he was fantastic last year. That's true. It's a great point. Yeah. Uh, on on defense, then, um, I think the D line showed well. The D line and the, the pass rush in general showed up. Um, Rivers Rivers only been sacked sixteen times this season before this game, and we got to him five times, including the uh, strip sack from TJ. Um, 
and there were some very important situations. I mean, even you know, looking at the not to jump to the end, but even outside of the sacks, you look at the pressures Highsmith got that led to the interception and then the the final fourth down play. Um, I was quite excited about Highsmith's contribution at the end of that game. Yeah, definitely. So uh, you know, everyone getting involved in that aspect. It's nice to see. Alex um, kind of fill that role that's been you know a massive gaping hole since since Bud Dupree went down injured. Has TJ locked up his DPOI case? Can we move on? Man, what you mean? Yeah, coverage. Got it. No, I just think he's you know you guys know that I believe he won it last year. He should have yeah, won it last I agree. year. Yeah, and um, yeah, yeah the people are talking about maybe Aaron Donald, but I. I even if he sits, and he probably will sit next week, I think he's done enough. I think he, he's he got to get it this year. Yeah, it'll be a travesty. Although, I'll tell you one thing that we've not seen this year out of, out of TJ so much that we did last year. Maybe it's just situational, but all the, the, the uppercuts and the hook punches he was yeah. throwing. Do you remember? He was just knocking yeah. balls out all over the place. I haven't seen that so much. I don't know why. Maybe, yeah, maybe he was worried that suddenly people were going to start he was going to get flagged because i mean you could see it coming he was going to knock someone out basically it was coming right because he was getting he was he was looking like mike tyson out there so you could see maybe that he was worried yeah i need to tone this back a bit because i am going to chin someone um, or make him a soprano (laughs) (laughs) but uh it's a shame maybe maybe it's going to come back maybe maybe it's going to come back in the playoffs we'll see in the super bowl very confident talk there again (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I just don't want to be talking about him being snubbed again like last year. I actually, you know, you say everyone's talking about Aaron Donald. I actually heard quite a convincing case. It won't happen, but one that the closest thing that convinced me to someone else talking, Devin White. I haven't seen a lot of him this year, but you look at his, um, you look at his stats, and he's had a very impressive year. Um, yeah, he kind of gets overlooked because he's like the, the middle linebacker. He's not kind of, you know, if, I don't know. It feels like uh, either a corner gets it for his interceptions or a. Like a pass rusher gets it for his sacks, right? You, you never seem to get the middle guy, but... Uh, Inside linebacker, the forgotten man. Yeah, yeah. The defensive position. Is he is he winning the battle of the Devons? Probably is, isn't he? Yes, yes. I've watched him a few times. I think they got the better Devon. I mean, it's still early, but man, he's good. He makes he makes those big plays that we've been waiting for Devon to make more consistently. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we well we didn't know that, but I think that was the consensus at the time though as well, right? Yeah, well that's why he went before. Yeah, before he, he went very early. Um, let's see. I wanted to yeah I wanted to ask um, with Vince coming back and obviously Williams uh, Williamson still in on the run game. Um, what, what do you kind of think of those two's performance? It's all up in the air a little bit with Spillane still, so we don't know when he's coming back. I, I don't think he's going to play this week. So I thought I thought Vince made, uh, Vince yeah made a massive difference coming back. You could see the difference. I mean, I sent you guys that clip. I don't know if you yeah, saw that. Where yeah. he's just he's just marshalling marshalling the defense around, telling them what to do, and then just just runs right around, finds the gap, makes a play, blows up the run play. I mean, it's just he's awesome. And I think we really missed him last week. Yeah, Tomlin talked about him in his press conference as well, talking about his leadership that had been that had been missed. But I, I thought Avery Williams say. Me, he's a poor man. He's a poor man's Vince Williams. He's just sort of, he's that same sort of guy, but not quite the same. But you know, not quite got the same motor. Maybe not quite the same uh, natural ability. But he's he's clearly you know got something because he's you know he's he came out with the most tackles out of the entire entire team. Right? Was it fourteen combined? Something like yeah. that. 
And the sack. But, um, the blitz sack was, was yeah. fantastic. And the sack as well. Yeah, but he, I mean, he's, he's come from... He's, he's, in his previous... Yeah, yeah. I mean, in his previous career, in, in his former teams, they're all... In, if you added them all up, he was 34 and 96 in wins and losses with previous teams. And he's he's been brought to a 7-0 and Steelers at the time. So he, he's mm. he's not used to that sort of winning mentality, I don't think. So I, I think he's he's catching up now. He's sort of got that mindset that this uh, this defense has had for a few seasons now. But he, yeah, I'm, I've got I'm his, I've encouraged his by him. Though. Yeah, he's good. He's good. I, I like him, but I think he's limited. I've marked his card now that I I don't want to see him running anywhere other than forward inside the tackles. Yeah. If, I, if if he's outside the tackles yeah. or he's running sideways or backwards, it's 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 not going to go. It's not going to go well. And we see it. We see it even in this game where he's had a good performance. That that nine uh, Naheem Hines play where it got called back. Thankfully, I mean that was that was on him, right? And it was just he was just blown up, um, duped out. And, and there was another play where he was trying to go sideways and the guy just left him in the dirt. So yeah, just keep him inside going downhill, please. Yeah, I do worry about the lack of athleticism in that position. That that is a major concern for me. When we start to play these playoff teams, we are being victimised there. I think we saw that early in the game, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, I just where, do you know where Spillane but... is on it? Yeah, do you know where he is on his comeback? Yeah, Tomlin said the talk is this week. He he like he could play the, I mean, like he won't because of the situation of the game. But like he could maybe play this week if it had been like a super important game. But um, he's still kind of maybe a week away, really. Uh, so, so hopefully he'll be back for the first round of the playoffs. Is is kind of. Okay, a... I mean, if that would be if he if he can be back if if it is the Ravens, that would be a, a massive bonus against yeah. that. You know, against that run game, that would be great. Um, I buried the lead a little bit. Um, AFC Defensive Player of the Week, mm. Mike Hilton. Mike Hilton. Who I what think is he every, I, everywhere. I'm a bit worried now. He's 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 played his way out of Pittsburgh a little bit. <laughs> right. They've got to pay him. They have to. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 you know, the, even if they franchise him or you know whatever. Oof. I mean, you got to. I mean, the, the, that would be quite a good move because the slot corners don't get. paid I, I was going to ask much, that. Right? How does that work? Does he does he get franchised under a slot a specific nickel cornerback? I think he'd have to, wouldn't he? he can't. I don't know. I hope oh, that so. Works. Maybe that's wishful thinking. I, I would have, I would have guessed that they would just be corner and that's it. But I could be wrong about that. Right. I mean, I mean, the problem is that he's making all these big plays, getting all these accolades, and every week, every game, they're talking about him being the best slot corner in the league. But he plays like it. I mean, it's, yeah, it's yeah. warranted. But it just means that his every time you can see dollars getting added yeah. to his to his eyeballs. Unfortunately, it's weird because he was kind of a one of these really under the radar, no name national guys that everyone in you know Steeler Nation loved for for a long time, right? For a few years, and then it feels like this year people have recognised it a little bit more. So. Yeah, you want to you want to hear a great Mike Hilton stat? Cool. Mike Hilton is only the fourth stealer of all time to have at least three sacks and three interceptions in a single season. The guys who did it before him were Rod Woodson, Deshae Townsend, and Carnell Lake. Even yeah. Troy Palomalo has never done that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Versatile guy. You can do anything. Yeah. They got to agree. They got to find a way to pay that guy. I mean, they're going to lose Dupree. We know that that's going to happen. They'll probably lose Camp Sutton, but they they gotta find a way to to sign that guy. Yeah, yeah. I would Dare be so I mean, say it, he's a Swiss Army man. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, Sutton's on my radar a little bit. He seems to be getting more... Every negative chunk play he seems to be involved in in some way. I don't want to rag on the guy, but I'm not sure about Sutton. Uh, well, so I mean, you can only sign so many guys, though. That's the thing. Mm. I would rather have Hilton than Sutton, for sure. Definitely. But I, I just hope we don't end up with Sutton and Hilton's gone. That would be suboptimal. Yeah. Sutton feels like a nice luxury guy to have around as your backup corner, you know, but I don't know if that's going to be the role he wants. I mean, yeah. they may know that he's, you know, they can lose him because of Lane's progress. Yep, yep. Exactly. That's how it feels to me like I want to see more Lane at this point, and Sutton's there not necessarily, you know, playing averagely well, which is good. You need average players because average, average sounds bad, but it's actually good. Um, but, you know, I feel like Lane. Could could be a, a better than average. So let's let's see more lane, please. Can I bring you into work with me, Kev? <laughs> and tell your bosses that average is good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> average is good. It's got it's got negative connotations, right? But average, yeah, average no, it I, means yeah. it means you're a good player. What is what's so with all these interviews that everyone has to do now? Convincing everyone that you're above average. You know, why can't I just walk? Oh, listen, I'm, I'm bang average, and I'm proud of it. <laughs> There you go. I'm average across the board. That's fine. Um, talk about paying Hilton. What's been making me laugh the last uh, couple of weeks? Um, now this is not a dig. I love you know the UK Steelers um, Twitter account. Um, he does great work. But every every other day I go, <laughs> I see him. Who tweet. runs that? Uh, I don't know. I just know it as that. <laughs> okay. Um, I probably do know now, and I'm going to get barraged with comments that I've just forgot. Um, I always see like a a tweet every other day that's like pay this man and it's a different dude and I'm I'm like it just reminds me I'm like oh we we can't pay all of them (laughs) it's like Juju Hilton (laughs) every day so yeah we'll get to that we've been talking about it all season that's going to be a depressing episode eventually when free agency arrives I think yeah the bloodletting yeah yeah Um, anything else on you know you want to talk about this game defense wise or if you guys if you guys check your uh, your messenger, I want to show you this run play this that I talked about earlier. Let's do it. If live. you can scr- if you can scrub through it, all, all the better. It's this this is I wish I I can't think of one time we've ever had a play that was executed this well um, on the on the running game. Do you, can you guys see it? I can uh, see it. That's funny, Rich, because yeah, yeah. I actually took a photo of that and I'll prove it to you. Sorry, this is really off-air stuff. I actually <laughs> took a screenshot, a screenshot of that exact play, just for my own benefit. That there you go, I just sent it. Yeah, it was just that that exact moment where they've got a, I don't know who that eighty-three is guy there, but they've got one-on-one with Tregace Gales there, and they've got the rest of the team just blocking Steelers out of the picture. And there, Jonathan Taylor has a massive hole with Minka Fitzpatrick about twelve yards deep yeah. into the. Why, why, why can't the Steelers run that? I mean, what's going on there? That's funny you picked out, out that play because I picked out that play too. Check out how they did it. This is part scheme. It's really great scheme, and it's great execution. They come out in a 10 personnel. Two of the receivers, so that means there's four receivers out there. Two of the receivers are tight ends. At the beginning of this video, you see that one tight end, he's lined up on the right. Two, well, Actually, two of the tight ends are lined up on the right, and one receiver to the left and another receiver to the right. One of the tight ends moves over. He, he goes in motion right next to the other receiver on the left, right? Now, as the play goes on, William slides over because he guess, I guess he has him man-to-man. He slides over on him. Now Rivers motions the second tight end. 
The second tight end goes in motion and sets up right next to the first tight end. So in essence, we have a 13 personnel out there. So we've gone from a 10 personnel to a 13 personnel. The Steelers, they don't shift over at all. I think maybe it would have helped if they would have shifted, but they didn't. So as the play rolls on, they triple team Cam Hayward right off the top. Triple team him, right? The tackle who's what they triple team him with the left tackle and both tight ends. Okay. The receiver is on the the end. You said that scales out there, I think, the linebacker. Yeah. Um, then the the tackle, he leaves Hayward right at the right moment as as Williams is filling the hole and nullifies Williams. That leaves two tight ends on Hayward. Both tight ends are pushing Hayward. They already got his momentum going in that direction. They pu- they're pushing him out of the hole. The tight end that's closest to Scales leaves Hayward and kicks out Scales. I mean, it's, this play is perfection. The timing, the execution is amazing. And, and you have a nice big hole for Taylor to run through. Taylor's a great back. He puts a little move on Minka. He breaks out of Minka's tackle. And then Nelson and Edmonds help tackle him after 18 yards down the field. I mean, that, honestly, guys, man, that play is just fantastic in scheme and execution when you look at it. They actually triple-teamed Hayward, but they didn't stay with it. One guy left and the other guy left. I mean, it was was perfect, just a perfect play. I'm totally on board because I I just – I photographed that, not not to send to anyone, but just because I was amazed at how effective that run run blocking was. If you look at the group, Rich, you'll see I took a photo of the the key moment – as well, I think maybe uh, sorry, you should tweet tweet this out. The uh, video I'm in the and process the of I'm in the process yeah, of yeah. doing so, it. Yeah, <laughs> so if you're listening to this, you can see it. It, it was amazing. Uh, I mean, you know, run game is a, is kind of a bit nerdy. Maybe it's not maybe not as exciting for people that you know maybe new to the sport or whatever. It, it doesn't show up. But this the way the way they did this. This is what I mean. The, the adjustments that Rivers was making, the execution that the players they have, the scheme, amazing, absolutely amazing. So yeah, Rich, <laughs> we're on the same page there, my, nice. my friend. Nice, as we should be. Okay, anyway, you, can't, you, can't, you can't be flat-footed as I'm currently tweeting <laughs> out the video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I was going to say, uh, uh, someone who didn't get enough, I mean, uh, Can, he, he had a massive game against the Bills, right, or massive half, and they adjusted to him. He, 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 Cam Hayward came back with, with a massive second half against the Colts here, and, and you know, I'm, I'm hoping that, that you know. I'm sure they're going to rest him for the next game because he, he what a great season Cam Hayward's had, yeah. on top of many other great seasons. But you know, he, what a player he is. You know, yeah. I mean, the, the, the humongous sack. Did you, did you remember that play? He, he jumped up to swap the ball. Then you know, the, 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 so Rivers, you know, whether it was from pressure from him and, and a few other players, you know, he, he Rivers tried to escape the pocket. Cam shed his blocker and, and, and Rivers was rolling out. And, and and then Cam just chased him down and sacked him, which which led to a punt. I mean, it was just awesome Cam play. Yeah. And you know, let, 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 let's I don't know how 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 they can, can do this more often, where he he's come having an impact in the second half rather than the first half and gets adjusted out. And it was just perfect, a perfect Cam Hayward game. Yeah, when you respect someone enough to triple team them, I, I haven't seen that on a Steeler player since Joe Green. I mean, that that speaks volumes right there. You know, he, he is, he's having, he's having a hall of fame type season, you know, and, and did last year. So, uh, you know, it's just, it's a great player. And, and yeah, I, I think they probably wound up resting him. I wouldn't be surprised if they rest to it as well. TJ as well. Minka. You know. Vince? No, 
I don't think they'll, they're too they're too light at inside linebacker. I think they're going to have Vince go. I think. I don't I, know. I'd be worried. He's only just come back. I don't yeah. know. We'll get into this in a minute. We'll yeah. get into that in a second. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get into the game. Um, yeah. yeah, last thing to say in this game, uh, I just wanted to mention from a special teams perspective, the only thing I wanted to talk about was uh, we need to get Boz back. Um, I want to shake um, Wright's hand and say thank you. You've hit every extra point. You've, you've done exactly what we need you to do. Uh, but he's got a weak leg, and I'm sick of seeing these punts return and these kick. Uh, sorry, these kickoffs returned. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I want Boz back. I, I, I hope he's uh, not injured in the long term through the playoffs because that that could start being uh, a little underlying storyline if he continues with these hip issues in the next few weeks. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it, Wright did well in, in the field goal game, but yeah, in, in the kickoff game, it it was shined, and it's only going to take you know. One or two games for one of those to be ripped off for a big yep. return, right? I mean, that's you know the the rules of the the, the you know everyone's just kicking them out of the the end zone. If you can't do that, disadvantage. Yeah, yeah. Not to mention that you know at the end of that first half as well, we talk about the living in the fears. I think a lot of that's to do with we know we can't kick a field goal from anywhere with you know outside of the the twenty five. So it's, mm. that's not helping. Um, cool. Anything Talk to else Cassius Marsh. Do we need to talk about Cassius Marsh. Go right ahead. <laughs> Well, I mean, yet to, I'm sure we're going to see more of him against the Browns, but showed up on special teams, man. I mean, he's, uh, you know, he's come over, he's been around the league. He's, uh, I think Tomlin was singing his praises as, you know, an experienced player that's come in, not just like a street guy that's, you know, been, you know, that's not, not, not he's not game ready. He's ready, you know, he's balling out on special teams. He's on the, he's on the gridiron making plays, you know, yet to make a play yet on, on defence, but he's been out there playing you know, outside linebacker. So um, he, he, he's a nice little addition, a little quiet addition. I mean, hard to miss with the long hair and the tats and everything, you know. <laughs> uh, he could be a little nice little uh, a sneaky one. Nice, nice, mm. nice sleeper. sleeper. I don't see it. I don't see it. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see against the Browns when he's when he's smashing Mayfield into the ground. <laughs> I hope so, man. I hope so because he was pretty non-existent. He got pushed around. He needs He needs to bulk up a little bit. He does, but in, did you see the, the tackle? The couple of stops he made in the, in special teams. I thought I thought that was yeah. impressive. Special teams, he he did. He played well. Um, he he missed some tackles that he he had Taylor for a loss one time. He came in, no one even touched him. He shot off off the end, and no one touched him. Taylor did a spin move right out of his tackle, and he he just got pushed around by the lineman. He got handled on, on pass protection very easily. He was never a threat at all yeah. to get to the quarterback. You know, and uh, you know, I, I just like to. You yeah. know, yeah. he's a special more. team. He's a special team, but you know, a nice addition. Um, there was, there was, yeah. there was one more thing, but it doesn't really relate to the game. It was, um, I'm sure everyone sort of heard about uh, Juju's mother and Juju himself being recipients of death threats and and what have you because he some on a field with where the logo was. He was well. He was doing it before the media started taking notice and people started getting all pissed off about it. But if you're sending death threats to someone, whether they're an athlete or not, you need putting in a cell. Um, if you're sending you know, you know, someone a, a death threat that's an athlete because of something they've done on a field that's a TikTok dance, you belong in a padded cell because you clearly have no... You've, you've lost sort of all concepts of reality that their dancing influences what happens in a game. All right. There's arguments that, you know, he's annoying a team unnecessarily and bringing things upon himself, but still he did a dance on a field 
that's not a reason to send death threats to a, an athlete or his mother. So if you're doing that, and if, if one of those people is listening, I'm going to go out on a limb here. If if someone is listening who has done that, I kindly stop listening, please, <laughs> because you, mm-hmm. you don't belong on the same planet as everyone else. Am I, am I going too far with this? Is this, is this going to get edited out? No. No, no. We don't edit anything out on the show, Dave. <laughs> no, no. What's and all? I think we did one time. We edited what, something out one time. I won't say what it was. but we, we was had... a C word, yeah. <laughs> did we? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it that was, was me. From us, you, guys, you guys out there, if you're curious, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> we had to protect Richie's professional uh, <laughs> integrity. integrity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you were speaking about that it did suddenly remind me of like it's like Colin Kaepernick but without the social justice it's TikTok justice dude it's TikTok justice it's a bloody TikTok dance man yeah no I agree that that plays into something we're going to get to and I've got a few things so Gav do you still have the news drop I do (gasps) that was quick Nailed it. Apart from talking over it to set to congratulate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, very quickly, a few bits of news this week. Um, just running over what Dave just said, it kind of relates to that. Um, speaking of Juju maybe receiving some hate for uh, TikTok dances, um, expect the Steelers to be due a fine, potentially even draft picks for TikTok dance in locker room after the game. Which um, I enjoyed. I enjoyed after fun. the game because I was in, in, in good uh, spirits and I saw that someone, yeah. I think it was Callum, posted that to the group and I enjoyed that. So, but yeah, I initially are these did, guys but... not in a bubble? Can they not go into their locker room and not be wearing masks? I have I no know, idea. Maybe. But the, the problem I have with this sounds like Dave didn't even notice this, so I'll explain it. The, the problem I have with this is that are, are we talking about like seriously no fun league? They're oh, really, I know. Yeah, they've been up to their name. Man. I know. Wow. Um, but but the problem I have is that we saw this already, right? You remember the video of Jameis Winston doing the little stanky leg after the game he didn't even play in? You remember this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. They, they got fined heavily and then draft picks were taken away. I can't remember how severe it was, but draft picks were taken um, for that. And then you see, you know, the same... Now, listen, I'm not saying don't do this, but we know what Juju's like. He's, he's you know, he, lo- he loves his phone as much as Antonio Brown used to, you know? So <laughs> maybe just don't, you know, post this video in the locker room straight after the win. Eh, you know, just just a little bit of common sense. Do you, do you remember when Antonio Brown went went Facebook Live from the locker room? Yeah, that's what I mean. Everyone was sort of like, "Ah, oh, that's fine." No, they would not. Yeah. That was a massive deal. <laughs> oh well, personally, I was like, "That's oh, fine. Let him do it." It seemed so innocent then. Little did we know that was like the gateway drug to everything yeah. else that happened afterwards. That was like yeah. the first puff on a spliff before you know. <laughs> the next thing you know, he's mainlining heroin and cocaine <laughs> straight. In. Well, the, the problem I had with it was he's doing it while Tomlin's talking to the team. Which was super disrespectful. Oh, I didn't even notice that, but okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Mm. I maybe didn't watch it with the sound on. <laughs> I was just <laughs> just ignore it. Was to see those silly looking dances, but yeah, listen, I'm all for Juju doing what he wants to do. Apparently, he had awful service at a Primanti Brothers this week as well. I'm on Juju Watch this week. Uh, <laughs> he's on your radar. Yeah, no, no, he's not on the radar at all. But I feel like he's like got to the point where I see like people on Twitter reporting from his Snapchat story now. You know, so I see stuff. All the time, it's like, what's Juju been up to today? Not in the Antonio Brown way, but in like a more innocent way, you know. It's usually just pictures of his dog and whatnot. But yeah, apparently he's upset with uh, Market Street's Primanti Brothers. Don't know if you, you have any experience with that one, Rich. Yeah, I, oh, I've been to Primanti Brothers many times. So he says he's never going again. So really, what, what did they do? Uh, this isn't. This is. He's, apparently, he's not talking about Primanti Brothers as a whole. It's just this one branch. 
he had uh, some bad service apparently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He didn't specify exactly what, means. but he sounded upset. Yeah. So, which mm-hmm. sounds... sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it seems strange to me that, that a Steelers player would walk into a Pravanti Brothers and get bad service. Like, I don't know, but. <laughs> Well, you know, I, speaking of Juju, his body language in the first half was not good. I don't know if you guys noticed that. He was getting up slow each play. He's walking with his head down. He just – he looked like he had no energy. And I don't know if it was, he didn't have any energy or if it was his attitude. He just wasn't, you know, wasn't wasn't feeling it. I don't know. I don't know what it was. But he, he seemed to perk up in the second half. Yeah, maybe got over his not being able to dance on the logo. Yeah, that just didn't infuse him. Didn't have that, so anyway, the NFL said to expect, I think, some kind of ruling on this. So don't be don't don't be surprised if we shadow drop some draft pick nonsense in the coming weeks. Um, I can't take draft picks away I from players know. celebrating in a I locker room. That's ridiculous. They did it to the Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you mentioned this earlier, I think, or someone uh, sort of precluded to it. Uh, the Jags claim Darian Gray from Ra- waivers, so he doesn't make it back to our practice squad. After he was trying to revert back, um, so disappointing, man! It's a, such a massive blunder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he put some good, some good plays on tape, and that's why they've claimed him. Yeah, yeah. In, a, in in an area of need for the Steelers, why have they, why have they done? Why have they let this happen, Colbert? He's so good usually, but sometimes they just let these waiver guys slip away. Yeah, maybe fallen victim to injuries and having to move so many people back and forth. But yeah, I agree. Um, and, and then I wanted to talk about a few not kind of not necessarily Steelers related things, but just stuff to to be aware of. Uh, firstly, what are your thoughts on this Dwayne Haskins stuff? Dwayne Haskins been cut by the football team. I mean, the guy's not been playing well. No, he looks awful. Seems like a bit of a diddler, maybe, Gav. You, you tell me. A little bit of a diddler, diddler. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, enjoy strippers, fine. Maybe not in a pandemic, and maybe not. We've spoken about let this. Someone film it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't go to Poland. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um, there's a lot of um, you know a lot of photoshops of Dwayne Haskins in Steelers uniforms now as there is every time a quarterback gets cut uh, joining the Sam Haskins. Darnold crew so yeah. I mean so, yeah. how low is his, his you know his price tag if you like his his, his wage demands it would should, be it should low. be negligible I mean it should be like yeah. I don't want to be on a practice squad level <laughs> I mean the guy the guy has got some talents he's not put together the decision making is awful the accuracy is bad, but you know some of the other skills he has warrant warranted a first round draft pick. So, you know we've seen it before. We've seen people first round pass, you know, draft picks flame out hard like this. And you know this is probably another guy that's going to do that. But should he? He probably should get a second shot. I, I'd have thought. I'd imagine he will do to some extent. Um, but I would steer way clear, and I think we will. I think should will. he be forced to accept whatever he paid strippers in the Latin Black Dancing Club? As as uh, as a pain? Every, every time he makes a good play, he gets a dollar thrown at him. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> that or that's his sort of his wage, whatever he paid them in total is his 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 game salary. Hard to regulate that it one. Seems like a convoluted oh, I, I, like, I like the dollars idea. I like strippers running after him every time he makes a clear pass. <laughs> throwing dollars at. I like that. Uh, the, getting the, a little bit of that. The, the uh, little bit of the underwear league. Maybe, maybe the start, football team out. should should clear out its cheerleading squad and instead bring in this. The, the stripping club in house, you know, to save him having to go to the club, that would have but convert convert one of their boxes in the stand as to <laughs> uh, <laughs> sounds like a cider move, club. right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
dear. Um, I thought I'd mention that. I'm sure we'll come to talk about more quarterbacks in the off season as well with Sam Darnold and everyone's li- lips. We'll wait and see what uh, the Jets have to say about that. Um, and then, unless anyone's got anything else, I wanted to talk a bit about the kind of the playoff scenarios. I've sent you all a very confusing looking grid. Um, I don't understand this grid. Yeah, <laughs> so no it's not going to make a lot of sense. But what I will say is, um, we we can basically either be the second or third seed, right, after this game that we play on, on Sunday against the Browns. Those are the only two options. Okay. Uh, and Buffalo is the same. So the, the likelihood is that we'll be the third seed, I think, based on uh, everything I can see. Most of the scenarios play out like that. But there are some scenarios yeah. where we win and we become the second seed, right? I see. I, I now understand this grid. Are, are Baltimore going to lose to Cincinnati? You would think not. Think not. Are Tennessee going to lose to Houston? I would say not. And are Indianapolis going to lose to Jacksonville? Uh, almost definitely not. So that eliminates pretty much two-thirds of this grid, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, according to some sort of maybe unreliable figures that I saw from people on Twitter, <laughs> the chances are currently laying out somewhere around around this. 40% that we play the Browns, 25 that we play the Ravens, 18 that we play the Dolphins, 9 that we play the Colts and six that we play the Titans. Although someone commented that you know a lot of these options rely on very unlikely results with underdogs winning, like Gav said. So someone, someone who's kind of taken that data and interpret, interpreted it in kind of like more logical fashion, like not suggesting that the Colts are going to lose to the Jags in any scenario, uh, saying that it's looking like a 50% chance Browns, kind of 25% Dolphins. Now, that might be wrong. That's just what I've got in front of me. Uh, that helped me kind of engage with the data a little bit easier. <laughs> But I think the point is that we're looking at a lot of scenarios here where we could be playing teams that concern me. And to be honest, I think every team in that list concerns me. The Browns maybe I'm more confident about, but I also desperately don't want to play them just because of the risk factor. I don't want to lose to the Browns in the playoffs. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think I think the Ravens concern me more. I yeah. think the Steelers will beat the Browns. I think the Steelers will beat the Dolphins. I think the, the I think the Steelers will beat the Titans if that happens. I think the only teams the Steelers really has to worry about, apart from the Ravens, is the Bills and the Chiefs, and they won't be playing those. So you I, seem I think very very first, confident all of a sudden. <laughs> the first the first round of the of the playoffs, as long as as long as it's not the Ravens, I think would be would be would be okay. Or the Colts, it could be the Colts, right? So yeah, it could be Colts. I think if it's Colts, Browns, or Dolphins, I think the Steelers have got that. I think the Ravens is going to be just, just with the history of the game and how how uh, you know. How much identity that team has, how how tricky it is to beat them. You know, we've seen, well, you know, we've gone out wild card rounds to them before. It, that, that could be tricky. So, uh, and, but that, that's the game that looks most likely. So that's why I'm not confident. Maybe I'm just risk averse, but I just desperately do not want to play the Browns. Not again. I still I think the Browns would probably be the easiest game out of these options. I just the risk for me there of losing that game is too much to bear. I don't know. Rich Dave, what do you think? Steelers own the Browns. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm scared about that, Gav. The Browns will find a way. They'll find a way up. That's that's what they do. I'm they, even, so. even if you're nervous about it, they'll find a way to brown it. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. what it's their, it's their special. It's their superpower. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a preference, Rich, or are you just going to see where the dominoes fall? Uh, Cleveland. I'd rather play Cleveland. I, I'm not sure we can beat the Ravens three times in one season. I I, I just have my doubts about that. I. I'd much rather play Cleveland yeah. than anyone else, probably. That's just asking for it, isn't it? So, it, does that mean, Rich, if you were in charge of the Steelers, you'd be you'd be trying to win this Browns game, Week Seventeen? Yeah, I mean, you, you got it's you know you got to balance everything, you know, all the information you have, and and 
I, I would definitely try to win the game, but I wouldn't at the risk of having my top guys get hurt. You know, it's just not worth it. Look, look, TJ missed a couple plays because he was on the sidelines holding his knee. It turned out to be nothing, but you know, it's just that simple. And then our our, our hopes are gone. You know, so I, I think you got to rest your your top players, and, but of course, you know, still try to win the game. I mean, this is this is the first. Sorry, Dave, go on. Uh, go on, go on. I was going to say, you know, this is the first playoffs the Steelers have made for three years, and the last time, the last couple of times, they've been hamstrung by injuries. So the one thing we want the Steelers to do is is to give themselves the best chance of going in at full strength, and I I, I think the right decision is to rest Ben. Although although I would. Part of me wants to see Ben continue, you know, the two, well, two, well, one quarter, one, three quarters of one quarter and a quarter of the other quarter that that, that he played well in. I'd, I'd want to see that continued. But the other side of me just thinks, no, let's just give them the best chance of going in into a playoff game where everything's reset. Let's let, let's give them the best opportunity of being as fit as possible. Yeah. It's going back to what, what, what uh, Richard was saying about facing Baltimore again. It's sort of they always say about how when you're playing a division rival, you've got to start scheming outside the box because they've played you a lot. They they know they know what you do. They know what your sort of basic ability is. They're not they're coming not coming to this with fresh eyes. They know what you can do. So you have to start scheming outside the box. I'm not sure I have faith yet in this Steelers offense to start scheming outside the box. I don't think we have that sort of capacity at the moment. On so, the yeah, other I, hand, though, I, the Ravens can't. Friends. The Ravens can't scheme out of the box either. They're quite a narrow team as well. Like both both offenses are. They do what they do, and if they if they get derailed in any way, they crumble. And it, it almost, you know, it, it's it'd be an interesting matchup because if the the Ravens can only really play from in front. Now the Steelers, the problem is the Steelers often go behind and come back. So who who's yeah. who's whose superpower is is more powerful? I don't know. At the moment, I'd say the Ravens, but you know, if this, this is the thing, if the Steelers can shake off this this dark mist that's hanging over them with the creativity on offense, maybe maybe they can get back to you know being being a, a dangerous you know the eleven and zero dangerous team that could could just punch the Ravens in the face, put them in the hole, and never let them back in into the game. Yeah, I, I don't think we're going to learn that this week, though, are we? That's the problem. It's going to be waiting. No. So it, we, we might not know until that wild card week. Um, it, it's a shame almost that this is that season where the second uh, the second seed in the playoffs isn't getting the bye because then we'd have maybe a little bit more to play for. Um, I don't like this. I don't like this system. No, I don't. Do I think it's rubbish. Guys? I think it's shit. I've been saying this mm. since they first announced it. And I hate the extra um, game. I hate the, the seven teams. It, it, it's awful. I mean, it was perfect, right? 32 teams. Six make the playoffs or whatever it was, right? In each conference. Yeah. Mm. It's just nonsense. It's, it's a complete shit show. That's greed. But it has let, you know, the Dolphins in. I don't think the Dolphins... The Dolphins, I think, are the ones that might miss it. Or, or, or it's let the Colts in then. Yeah. Yeah, mm. I, was, I was just looking at if everything kind of goes chalk, like if everything goes the way that you kind of expect, we'd be the three seed and play Cleveland, who would be the six seed. Um... But anyway, I, I, I kind of would really like to win this game just to, and, and hope that other results go however we need them and the Browns kind of be knocked out of the playoffs. That would be some ultimate justice with Mason Rudolph starting, right? 
Oh, yeah. Kind of a, maybe an interesting storyline for at least half a quarter until he's thrown a few interceptions <laughs> and Miles Garrett's ploughed him out the game. Um, so I actually, I, actually, I actually hinted this before we started uh, about maybe leading. Um, and I kind of teased it out of Rich a little bit. But what what would you do if you were in charge of the Steelers? What would you do here? What would you what would what would be your plan? Would you go in? Would you let Ben play? Would you what would you do? I think uh, who me or Simon? All of you. Go first, Simon. I, I think on balance, you know, I, I would I would give the just because the players seem to be saying at least I don't know if it's an excuse, but they seem to be saying that they're mentally worn out and it's been a long season. They didn't get the bye week. Let the key guys rest, you know. Like you say, it's not going to... Anything can happen with these, these playoff seeds in terms of where everyone's going to end up. I don't think we're going to know if we're going to be facing the Ravens or the Browns or the Dolphins or what have you by the time we play. So it's it's almost pointless to try and strive for one seed or another at this point. Uh, and, you know, unless we started to talk about home games. But I don't see Kansas getting knocked out early anyway, so that, that seems irrelevant to me as well. So, I, yeah, just, just give Ben especially the time off. Um, let some of the other guys get rested up, see what you've got and maybe some of these backups and uh, and go from there. And, and, you know, at the same time, Cleveland are facing some troubles of their own right now, so this is, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a, a wipe. You know, we've got we've got talent, you know, behind some of these key guys. So so who would you sit if you had to sit six players I would sit, or whatever? I'd sit Ben, I'd sit Pouncey probably. Sit ben, ben, from the, ben from the top? I'd sit, yeah, I'd sit Ben from the top, I'd let Mason start. Um, I'd sit Hayward definitely, I'd sit uh, probably at least Hayden. Um, I, d- I don't know if we could, probably could sit Nelson, probably because of depth, but I, I would definitely sit Hayden. Um, sit Connor. Uh, sit sit TJ definitely. Um, that's about it, maybe. Right. I'll tell you what I do. So I, I'd let I'd let Ben play the first half, and then I'd pull Ben at half time, and or or or, or if I felt say sort of halfway or early through the second quarter, I felt like, yeah, yeah, it's going well. Let's, you know, we've seen enough of Ben. We know it's going well. I'd pull Ben, I'd pull Big Al and I'd pull Pouncey exactly at the same time. I'd sit Connor from the start. I'd sit Ebron from the start. Uh, I'd sit, and then I'd pull Juju and I'd pull uh, Vance McDonald second half, at half time. And then defense, I'd, I'd sit TJ, sit Cam, sit Vince, sit Hayden. And I'd pull to it and pull, pull Minka half time. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'd do. But then, why even have a lot of these guys play in the first? I don't know. Why, why bother? Just, just try and win the game. Just try and try and keep some momentum going. You know, it, it's like I said. It's, 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 it's you know, both ways. You you don't want to lose momentum. You don't want to limp into the playoffs. But then you don't want to risk injuries. Yeah. Dave, what would you do? Who would you sit? I I know from a fan's point of view, I'd want to see that what was there in the end of the third quarter and the fourth quarter is still there particularly when it comes to Ben and and receivers, etc. I, I want to see that it's still there. I want to feel comforted by it. But obviously, they're not thinking of a fan's perspective. They're thinking of, let's keep these guys healthy. So I'd, they'll probably sit everybody. But I, I'd I'd be tempted, pretty much everyone that you've, you've mentioned there, uh, I think it's it makes sense. But I, I don't know. I'd, I kind of want to see, even if it's like a quarter from Ben, Something it's it's still there. Just reassure me that it's still there. That everything's okay. You can sleep at night. Don't worry about it. It's still going on. We just want to get everyone rested. Does that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, it does. Like you say, is it a fan thing that we don't see the training, we don't see the practice? You know, is it is it that? Is it that you know they're they're well aware of what's going on? There's a secret plan. You know, yeah. I don't know. 
we we just we just see you know 16 17 games a season and um mm. you know rich what would you do uh ben would would not see the field at all um followed by pouncey villanueva connor then on defense um both hayward and to tj uh and minka okay yeah, yeah, I forgot about Minka, but yeah, I would say him as well. It's a tricky one because it feels like it's kind of a position that doesn't get injured very much. You know, it's sort of—I mean, it can happen, but it's not like a lineman or something where you just feel like they get rolled up on all the time. But um, yeah, I mean, it's—it's—it's it's, it's almost like a pre, you know preseason game, isn't it? And we're going to see some bit. I tell you, there's, there's one player that I'm interested to see that I hope that we see is Kevin Rader in the tight ends. I Radar. Just think he, he, Radar. Um, you need like a boom. Radar boom, love. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I hope we get to see him. I hope we get to see a lot of Justin Lane. Um, interested to see if if Dobbs sees the field. I mean, that I think that would be. Yeah, give what, Dobbs what, some run, man. Especially, give Dobbs some go. Especially when Mason gets benched. <laughs> yeah, well, not, this is the thing. Not confident in Mason. Anyone feeling excited to see more Mason t- this week? Not particularly excited. Is there a risk that he not plays really. well enough to yeah. convince the Steelers not to draft a first-round quarterback, like I've seen suggested somewhere? Well, who? Did, I mean, this, this, you know, for anyone that doesn't. I mean, if you're listening to this point of the show, you're probably listening to every off-season show. But we're going to get into the draft. But that—that's such a massive question that it's just going to take so much of our time, isn't it? Yeah. In the off-season. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean. You know, don't look now. Randy Feetner's still running at another unsuccessful slant. Is that is that <laughs> going to happen with Mason? I mean, is it just going to be slant, 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 and and Mason's going to be hitting those? I don't know. Let's see. It'll be so weird. Well, if supposedly it's, Ben's it's, there to help out as well. So it, it's sort of a is it, Ben. Well, he, he said in a I don't know if it was a, in a conference or what, but he said that he's going to be there to help out because there was no argument that. He doesn't come that well with Mason. I don't know how true that is. You don't see them sort of hobnobbing on the sideline like he does he's, with, he's, uh, yeah, with, Josh, with uh, Josh Dobbs. He's busy mates with Dobbs, but isn't he? I don't know. He is. He is. But it's sort of... I don't know. He's been there calling plays, as has been hinted to on Twitter to some extent, that he's, he's the guy who's calling the plays from now on, or was calling the plays in that second half. You know, it, is that what's going to happen going forward? Maybe. I don't know. Speculation. That's all it is. Uh, speaking, Dave, of uh, Bezzy mates with Ben, did you see uh, <laughs> see what Switzer received in the mail mail this week? <laughs> I did. You got a signed jersey, right? Yeah, like yeah, like a the, fan. The, what a, a great teammate and a great friend. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's what you get for for like zero return yards. That's amazing. That's what, yeah, and he's sat now on the Browns uh, COVID <laughs> COVID nineteen list. So the Trojan horse has worked. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! So anyway, we, we uh, were apparently seven point dogs in this game, um, because you know because of the the starters being sat. I assume the desert knows this. Um, but yeah, and the Browns are desperate. You know, the, the Browns, de- are desperate, the Browns yeah. aren't, aren't guaranteed to get in. The Steelers are in, so it makes sense. You know, and we don't Dead know what's going yeah. on with the Browns. I mean, the Browns have got COVID issues themselves today, right? They've had to close everything down again. I mean, it's like. It's like that um, GTA San Andreas meme with the guy. Oh shit! Here we go again. Have they cleaned their hot tubs? I mean, what's going on? Yeah, <laughs> they've got they've got, no, they've got no receivers, and now now who knows who you know is going to be close contacted and whatnot. I I just hope this does not play into the playoffs, dude. Like, 
That's going to be a real problem for the NFL. I mean, the Ravens thing was as big a mess up as we've seen with COVID, right? Since this all began after the Titans issue early in the season. And But if this starts pissing around with the playoff game, I mean, I don't even know. Yeah, the Steelers have not been lucky with this, have they? No, no. So the last thing we need is to play the Browns, then find out that the Steelers have to shut down the facility again going into wildcard week and it's just a whole palaver again. But anyway, let's not talk that into existence. No, shouldn't happen. Uh, do you want? Have you got uh, score predictions? A hard game to predict this, I think, because we really don't know a great deal about who's in and out and who's gonna. How it's it gonna is, go, but, un- but unfortunately, my um, my device has just crashed. It, so I, I'm <laughs> I'm struggling. My new device that I've seen in the praises. Oh of. no! Oh, oh, here we go. No. Here we go. Here we go. It's back. Hang on. I've stalled long enough. Let's see if it loads up now. Yeah, we've got spinners. Yes, we're back. Okay, good. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I would see... Well, I've got a question for you here. Well, there we go. Because um, the score prediction this week... Now, I, I was... I had I had the... Um, I had the differential right. I had four points, and that, but I was seven points out. So I, I had the Steelers winning 21-17. So is, is that worth a point? I don't. I, mean, I mean, you came. No. You came up with the rules, so I don't know. I mean, you got to go back and decide. To it's borderline. Some... It's borderline. This is it's, it's grey area. Well, I don't um, think there was a grey area. I'm pretty sure you laid out like an exact how many points you had I... to be with it. Yeah, I, I I said you have to have the right differential, <laughs> and then I I I think you, I said you had to be within a field goal, and this was within a touchdown. So maybe maybe the within the field goal was two, but I, I don't know. This sounds you to me know, like you came up with a rule and then now you've fallen <laughs> elsewhere. You want to no, change? I want to actually remember being... Because I had one that was four and I didn't get it. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's hard. No, it's, three, it's three points. Okay. Yeah. Okay, fine. Well, that, that settles that. Uh, I thought so. Just checking. Just checking. I thought I thought also the fact that I was the lone picker of the, the Steelers might play into the decision, but um, clearly not. So, uh, uh, so I, I've got the Steelers losing this game twenty-one to ten. Okay. I just think you know backups and and lack of of need. Yeah, makes sense. And if I'm going to pick, you know, I've picked pick quite a few wins. I've only picked the Steelers to lose twice this year. So, oh, three times, three times. So, you know, I need to redress that balance a little bit. Some people calling me a blind optimist and all oh, the rest uh... of the stuff. <laughs> yeah, that getting called online. I see you guys. I see. I see a few of you have apologised as well. I accept your apology. It's fine. <laughs> Who is apologised? Name names. <laughs> uh, I'm not, I'm, uh, I can't remember now. Uh, I, I saw it. I appreciated it. Yeah. Um, have you got a bold prediction? You might as well do that. I do. I've got uh, Dobbs comes out on top of Ooh. Mason. Um, so that's kind of a subjective one, or objective one, or whatever it is. But. Um, I think I think we can agree that that you know we can decide it's yeah, probably that, unlikely. Yeah, Dobbs is pretty... not only, only probably only going to get a quarter, but what do we think about that one? Um, I'm fine with it. Um, it would have to In be unanimous. It'd have to be like kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd have to be a clear and obvious. When you say comes out on top, you mean better stats? Not necessarily stats. Just he he he's he kind of surpasses Mason as being the winner of the of the kind of. Let's let's start Dobbs. Let, Dobbs should be the backup going forward into the playoffs, kind of thing. Right. So, oh, okay. So after the game, it'll be determined 
that yeah, like, Dobbs is like, now the second string quarterback. Yeah, maybe not named, but just like the fans are calling, Twitter's calling. You know, let's let, let's let's roll with Dobbs here. There's a there's a kind of movement, a swell. Like he does so much better than Mason that it's clear that that's how we should proceed. Isn't it? Yeah, like Mason plays well, plays okay for three quarters. Dobbs comes in, it, it, it is electric and lights things up, and, and, and there's large, you know, portions Great. of the fan base. That sounds like an argument waiting to happen. It is vague. It is vague. It is vague. There's there's no real way, but I guess it comes down to you know, I think it has to be clear and obvious. It has to be like we all agree, like yeah, yeah, Dobbs is on top. Not like well, Dobbs threw a good pass, and you know, there has to be no, you know, no argument about it. It has to be clear. That's that well, that that's the caveat. I'm, well, the way you can. I'm in favour of it. I don't, I don't, only because my bold prediction pertains to Dobbs as well so I'm maybe swayed in that a little bit my only my only caveat to it would be and then I'm happy to accept it is is um that it can't just be that Mason plays awfully and then Dobbs comes in and is fine no it's not gonna be fine it's gonna be like whoa Dobbs, yeah like, like what I'm saying is like Dobbs has to be good and mate as opposed yeah. to just Mason bad you know yeah, yeah, yeah. it's mm. gotta be that Dobbs comes in and does some things well I mean there's an easy this is still really vague. There's an easy <laughs> fix to this. He can have better stats. I mean, and when I say better stats, for instance, it could be yardage or it could be Dobbs throws a touchdown, Mason does not, or Dobbs runs for a touchdown, Mason doesn't get any touchdowns at all. Something where Dobbs... I, 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 yeah, okay. I, I looked in, I thought about this and I just thought, what, what's likely to happen? So, so Mason's going to start for three quarters, throws two picks, gets, I don't know, 125 yards, you know, and, and it's kind of dull. And then and then Dobbs comes in in the final quarter, you know, gets gets several key first downs, throws like a deep bomb, and and everyone's excited. But but that doesn't really translate into the stats because in every in every aspect, you know, Mason could have could have had a couple of touchdowns. I don't know. It's but if it doesn't just, translate into the stats, then he didn't do anything overwhelmingly to to secure a number two position. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Is that is that whatever the stats are. Is that, that everyone feels that, that, that Dobbs, yes, Dobbs has, has surpassed Mason on the on the depth chart because Man, I, if because I ever get trouble, you're my lawyer, buddy. I want I want to have you. <laughs> this, this this prediction requires a poll after the game as well. It, it does. It, 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 it <laughs> okay, so so it, it's just that we go into the all right, we go into the playoffs. And Dobbs has overtaken Mason as the de facto backup. How about that? Okay. Sure. Sure. That's that's tougher than my initial outlay. So yeah. I think I think if we go with that, then that's a two pointer yeah, for sure. That's fine. I agree with that. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Twisted my arm there, Rich. <laughs> okay. Um I'll go. I'm going to be positive this week, just on the off chance. Um, I'll say it's it's a low-scoring game. The Browns can't get moving. Our defense is uh, ticking on all cylinders. I go Steelers 18, Browns 16. Nice. You picked this game for a win. This is the one. Wow, I like it. You know, you know what though, Gav? Listen, judging by my tweets, uh, <laughs> all I do is make awful, <laughs> awful predictions and and takes. <laughs> You know, if you visited the Twitter feed like 30 minutes before that second half, it was just, uh, 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 oh, it was an opportunity for old takes exposed just to bury me. So, mm. 
you, you kind of you kind of got ahead of the curve there by exposing yourself a little bit. Yeah, yeah not, not in a weird way in a bush next to a train station, but you know, <laughs> onto it. Which is possibly the better way of exposing yourself, but you still did it. Um, but uh, I, 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 I mean, I guess a team that can lose to the Jets can lose to the Steelers' backups, so it's possible. Yeah, sure. I, I don't see any reason the Steelers can't make this competitive, even with Mason. I mean, we did it eight times last season. We beat him with Duck Hodges for Pete's sake. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, but we had a better defense. Yeah, yeah. Last season, if we had been healthy last season, man, we whew, we would have mm-hmm. done some damage. Yeah. Do you, have a, do you have a bold prediction there for me? Yeah, my bold prediction was going to be that Mason throws three interceptions, but now I'm... Uh, is that... It's okay. I'll go into holding pattern on that. I'll, I'll wait for... Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, we've seen him throw that many before. So... But by your own admission, um, he's only going to play three quarters, according to you. <laughs> well, that's one pick a quarter. That's highly likely. I mean... <laughs> I don't know. Three? Was it three that he's thrown? Didn't he I throw four? Was it two? Or am I getting confused with that? A distant memory now. Well, I'm happy to accept yeah. the board's ruling on this. I, I'm not going to complain. You said three interceptions? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So once again, I'm choosing the Steelers to win and the three interceptions for, for Mason. So yeah. total sense yeah, across the board. That's, a, that's an amazing game. Wow. I'm looking forward to it. I'll give you two. Go on. There's, there's no massive consensus. Nailed it. All right. It's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Dave. I've got a 21 to 14 win for the Steelers. You and, as well. um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. The Browns, as I say, will brown it up. Um, <laughs> and my bold prediction also pertains to, um, to Dobbs that we'll see Dobbs after halftime. And he'll throw a touchdown to Washington. That is my prediction. Nicely specific. To, to, to Washington football team. <laughs> okay, Dobbs after, after <laughs> halftime and throw a pick to... Just to clarify, throw, throw, Dave. Throw a touchdown to Washington. Yeah. Mm-hmm. D- Dave, correct. you're not saying James that he... Washington, not, not the football team. You're yeah. not, you're not right. saying that he has to start coming out of the second half tunnel, are you? Or are you saying that? Um, oh, do I get a point for that? No, I don't know. I just wasn't sure if you if that's what you were saying or if you were saying, you know, he just appears. No, I, I, after half time has, has occurred, it will be some point after that. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Uh, okay. The, the, the addition of a, a specific touchdown to Washington. Oh, that's a two. Yeah. Okay. Rich? Oh, man. I don't, you know, this is rough. Um, <laughs> Every week, Rich has given up more and more. I think he's winning. <laughs> is there any any news on the COVID? The the four the four amigos COVID <laughs> hot uh, hot tub guys. The hot, the hot tub amigos. <laughs> hot tub time machine. <laughs> is there any news on those guys? Whether they're going to play or not? Is they, anybody they should, heard? They should be back, but then there's more COVID going on with the Browns, so it's it's anybody's guess. <laughs> yeah, man, this is uh, okay. All right, I'm gonna go. Oh, man. I'm gonna go Steelers. Steelers thirteen, Browns nine. Go Steelers. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm I'm the lone picker of the loss. Oh, God, always so negative, you know. 
I was going to go your way, Gab, until the last second. I just got to show confidence in the Steelers. <laughs> Me and Dave well, doing it encouraged him. I mean, the thing about the game, they played, the game they played against the Jets, right? I mean, what are the Browns good at? And Okay, so you lose your wide receiver core and you've got an amazing run game. So you turn up to play the Jets and you throw the ball like crazy? I, I, I don't understand that at all. I mean, I guess it's like, yeah, we can beat them with our backups. But, you know, they've got three pretty good tight ends. Although, is um is uh, Harrison Bryan out? I'm not sure. I think he's so out. Even, even, yeah, he's out. So they've got two pretty good tight ends. And the Steelers aren't great at defending tight ends. So nope. maybe maybe it's not so stupid. Um, but anyway, what's your bold prediction, Rich? Oh, jeez, man. It's got to be that too. Um, <laughs> you can leave I'm it blank. He's None trying to kill the segment. Get any of these right anyways. It doesn't make any difference. Um, Miles Garrett sacks Mason Rudolph. Who? Rudolph tears Garrett's helmet off his head and clobbers him with it. <laughs> Pouncey gets confused that and punches Rudolph, knocks him down, and starts kicking him. Okay. I'll offer 10 points. That's a 10 pointer. <laughs> I, I Are we looking like an alternate history here? <laughs> um, man, I, jeez. I don't know. I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Snell runs for 100 yards and scores a touchdown. All right. Well, that ties into your Thank win. Because if you did that, then 100 yards and a touchdown for Snell. Yep. Yeah. Okay. The man got zero yards. Going for zero yards. Yeah, on six carries last week. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a heck that's of a, a bold, bold prediction. prediction. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think these bold predictions, I think, you know, this is the first and last season we'll see them because... Oh, I like them. Okay. We're, we're, we like them. We're going to rework the, the game as a I whole like in the off-season, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Gauntlet picks. I, I, I'll go mine first. I've gone team. Team? I think that's that's a desperate team. Cornered. <laughs> you know, you, you cut you cut your uh, your stripper-loving quarterback and you go with, with the high school quarterback, Heineke. And you look half decent and the Eagles suck. Man, so, and and I, I want to see the Redskins in. So even if even if it's not necessarily gonna happen, it's it's a game I want to watch and I want to be supporting the Redskins. Sorry, team. Ooh, Ooh the slur Ooh. slipped in. Want to be supporting team? Yeah, geez, week seventeen, I slipped in. The Hashtag cancelled. Yeah, geez, sorry. <laughs> apology to all the uh, to everyone. Um, so yeah, I'm going, I'm going with team. Going with team. And uh, and the team are playing. The Eagle team. Eagle team. Okay. Um, I, I want to ask a question Pets. about mine. Um, I, I have written down here Titans. Have I chosen the Titans? Ooh, um... I don't think I have, but I, I never know you, with this game. You have not? No, you haven't. Okay. Uh, but what, what I wanted to ask, though, was didn't we institute a rule that if you pick like the underdog, you get two points in this game? Yeah, it's got to be clear underdog, and Titans probably aren't. Yeah. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that the Titans are the underdog. No. I'm saying, could I maybe lock up the Jets? Oh, that, I did consider that. Yes, Versus you could. the Patriots for two points. Boom. Are they clear underdogs? they got to be, and sure. They, I don't know. Patriots are enjoyably bad this year. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna head over to Betfair. It's I, funny, I, I, I had this like tagged as my victory lap the week um, three weeks ago where I was going to take the Patriots to beat the Jets and finish my perfect season Eliminator. That has all been absolutely dashed aside by the Jets' resurgence over the last two weeks so why not flip the pick? Okay. 
And yes, the Patriots are indeed favourites. So you could take that and it would be a two-pointer. Nailed it. Okay. Going for four points this week. Okay. Rich, who are you picking in the gauntlet here? Well, it, I, I may end up changing this after the show when I see all the lines and everything because I haven't I haven't checked that yet because I think I might need a two pointer. Um, but I can help you out. I've got the, the odds here if you need an underdog. Well, I'll have to study it to be honest with you, but um, I think for now I'm going to go with the Colts. You not pick them. No, you haven't. No, you have not. Okay. Dave? I, I like that Colts pick. I kind of wish I'd gone for it now. But I've, I've, um, I've taken the, the Ravens over the Bengals. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, it's a solid pick. Desperate team. Who are the Colts playing again? I've forgotten. They need to win, right? Uh, yeah, the Colts need to win. Uh, I can't even remember the Jaguars. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's that's right. the Jags, yeah. Easy win. Okay. There we are. All worked out. So, what are we going to do? We're going to carry this on into the playoffs. We'll I think Work so. out some continuation game. Yeah. Ending on the Super Bowl because seems like seems right. Yeah, we'll sure. carry on as we yeah. are until the Steelers are, are either out or in the Super Bowl, and if if we're out, then we'll. Uh, We'll talk about I mean, the I'm specific sure, game. I'm sure it's only us that care about this. But yeah, most um, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, we, yes. We've got to crown a winner yeah. now. Yeah. We've got to crown a winner. Speaking of crowning a winner, actually, while we're on the subject, um, our Fantasy League ended, right, last week. The, the UK Pittsburgh Steelers podcast Fantasy League, enjoyed by many of our most loyal listeners. And uh, guess who won? <laughs> Rich. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was an easy one. That was really. It started out great. Part <laughs> <laughs> in the end. So, Rich, uh, how did you do it, man? Was it was it was it draft strategy? Was it waiver play? Was what? How did? What was your strategy this year? I, you know, I um, it was it, I didn't I didn't do the waiver stuff that much. A little bit. It was it was mostly draft strategy, and I got lucky. Um, Cause I've never played a two quarterback league before. And I took uh, my quarterbacks were Brady um, Herbert and, um, and, uh, and uh, what's Josh Allen. Wow. And, uh, so those guys had great, all three of them had great years. Uh, so I got lucky. I made a key trade um, a few weeks ago. I picked up, I traded um, um, to a Loga for uh, Juju. And uh, so he helped me in the championship game. He had a big day, you know, last weekend so he helped me a lot in the championship game but uh you know a little bit of skill a little bit of luck and stuff but you told me um you reminded me simon last week i don't know if it was on air or off air but you go you know the guy you're playing scored 202 points <laughs> last week so i went out and scored 204 just to make sure <laughs> well we should yeah congratulations <laughs> to um rob ferguson who came uh runner up who's the highest place listener who beat everyone everyone else here <laughs> On the show, um, I started off so well. I was really confident. Like I thought it would be me and you in the final, Rich, and then just gradually it just fell further and further away. So disappointing, but nevertheless, uh, congratulations to you and to Rob and to everyone who took part. Thank you. We'll do it again Thank next you. year, I'm sure. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's a fun league. Yeah. Okay, kebab. 
I um <laughs> I, I, I got mysteriously beaten by way more points than than should be allowed. I think it was a, a bad bad luck. You know, it's one of those one of those leagues where every loss was just huge. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm allowed a little bit of whining. So that was hence hence. But I, I didn't finish last. I was quite pleased with my 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 and. It's, I always seem to finish stronger than I start in mm. fantasy, and uh, yeah, that's why I'm. It's kind of sad now, just seeing all the leagues just done, you know, empty. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've been just so used to every week spending a couple hours just staring at my phone, updating all these leagues, deciding whether I play Jameson Crowder or bloody uh, Curtis Samuel, and screwing that up every week. Ugh, very upsetting. Anyway, Dave. I'm waiting for the jingle. Is Gavin on form today? Everything Couldn't find the bloody button. Yes, sacked. Laid an egg. Right. This is Kebab Corner where we talk a bit of shit. Um, now. Well, over shit. Christmas, I think we've all there. It is. You late on that one as well. You need to up your game. There you go. Quite <laughs> <laughs> a sound, man. Jeez. Um. So over Christmas, I've had a fair bit of time to sort of ponder things. My brain's always sort of working on useless things. I'm a I'm a mind of useless facts and things that are pretty useless, as you'd know if you listen to the show. Um. A few things have sort of struck me. We've been watching back um, Star Wars in chronological order. We've been going through it in order, which has been a lot of fun so far. We're about to start Rogue One. Um, but in episode three, it's Chewbacca is introduced. We already, we already knew Chewbacca from the original trilogy, of course. But he's introduced in episode, in episode three. But he, they refer to him as Chewbacca. But of course, Chewbacca doesn't say the word Chewbacca. He just goes, mm. right? So how do they know he's called Chewbacca? Well, because other people's <laughs> other people's speak Wookie, though, Dave. C three PO. Yeah, but how, yeah. How do they know the pronunciation of Chewbacca into? Well, how do you know the pronunciation of any language to another language? Yoda speaks Wookie, doesn't he? Must do. Yeah, Yoda. Yeah, but he's. Yeah, but he speaks English to them. He speaks English to them. They just speak normally, well, well, and, and Wookie... Chewbacca understands, and he understands. Well, Chewbacca can speak. He can't speak English, but he understands English. He just doesn't have the vocal ability to speak English. You know. I think that's right. how it works. Like, I think he okay. doesn't have the the vocal capacity to say words the way that we say them. He can only make noises. That wasn't very good, Chewbacca, was it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, my 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 mine was awful too. Your excuse. But it, no, it, it confused me, and you've you've not really helped me understand why. Maybe you can go off there. <laughs> I thought that was wait, a good wait, wait. Before, before before we go further, can I ask you? So yes, you you you're at Rogue One, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yet to yeah. watch that. So that means you've watched A New Hope, correct? Uh, no, no, no. You're uh, yet to get to watch A New Hope. No, no we've not watched that yet. So well, I've, I've obviously yeah, I've seen it before, but okay. like, but like. Watching through again to see the yeah. whole thing as a complete piece. Yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. I got it wrong. So you're at Rogue One, and then you're going to watch A New Hope after that. Yeah. So I, what? Uh, the point? Solo I'm, I'm, stories after that, right? 
Yeah, I'm not sure where that fits in, and I kind of forget about that film. I was just going to make sure that you insert Rich's uh, scene. What is it, Rich? Scene? Scene 38, reimagined. Scene 38, reimagined. You've got to insert that into the into the a new hope experience. Yeah. Have to. That, that that was on my list of things to 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 include, of course. So yeah, that that's going to be included definitely. But Rich also Rich also insulted. Uh, but the, right? the other thing that struck me is, I'm sorry, what was it? You also worked on Solo, right? Yeah, yeah, I worked on Solo as well. Yeah. So you got to include that as well, Dave. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's it's all in. Don't worry about it. It's, it's all in. Don't don't sweat. Don't sweat. It's all there. It's all there. Don't worry. You're all here. You're here worrying about. Don't lose any sleep on me, right? I'm 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 with you. I'm with you. But another thing struck me while I was in the, in a quiet moment is the deaf people understand why farts are funny. <laughs> um, I know they're just pretty miserable to a deaf person. It's just pure smell. Well, that's it to them. And they just get this this annoying thing of like, who's done that? And then they just don't get the humour of it. They, they don't get that. No that it, it's only funny when it's it's only funny when the note goes up at the end, right? It's just <laughs> yeah, that that bit at the end. Uh, yeah, just, yeah. Or the, the slightly slightly uh, <laughs> wet, wet sounding. Uh... You want to talk some shit? Uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, that one. We're going back that that territory. We're not, no, don't worry. We're not going third territory. Uh, but I was, whilst sort of, you know, obviously everyone's got all this free time over Christmas, I was, I was doing a bit of reading and like that. And I, I read about shark babies. Do you know, have you heard about shark babies? The, while they're in the womb, so there's, if there's you, and they compete. They will eat each other to be. So only one of the, the strongest one survives. That is brutal, man. You got, you got unborn shark babies eating each other to, to be born. That's incredible life. Hang on, wait, wait, wait. I, I don't know. Am I the only one hearing that there's like a? a yeah, there a, was a, a bit. There was a bit of breakup, but it actually kind of added to the story. Yeah, because it, it was like a kind of remix version. Yeah, we only got pieces, like pieces important together. pieces of the information. It was like shark <laughs> okay. baby in womb eat each other. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this again then. I'll say this again. I'll repeat it for everybody, in case you haven't heard. Shark babies, when they are in their womb, in the in the mother's womb, so there's multiple shark babies in the womb. Are you all with me? Yeah. Shark babies. Is he still? Womb. Yeah. They they will compete with each other. They'll eat each other. So the strongest one survives and is eventually born. Right. Oh, wow. So it's, it's Darwinian survival in the womb. Exactly. It's a microcosm of evolution. This is incredible. Blown away by this. It's, 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 this it is incredible. The NFL draft. This is this is <laughs> this is like proper brutal, brutal stuff going on, man. That's horrible. That's but, uh, the, the, I don't know. Be reincarnated as a shark baby, eating my brethren in the womb. That, that sounds that sounds rough, man. Yeah, yeah. But whatever you do, don't ask to be reincarnated as a shark. That's you're on a losing, you're on an uphill battle there. But um, the main thing I wanted to get to was something that was sort of brought up. Um, so obviously, I say obviously, if, if you're listening in the UK or outside of the US, you're sort of beholden to where you can watch your NFL team. So if you pay for Game Pass, you can watch on Game Pass. But if, if, they're, if they're on Sky, you're sort of tied to Sky unless you're willing to go through un, underground means. 
Um, in in the past, I've I've paid for Sky Sports access, so you can access all of Sky Sports channels. But you end up with a lot of very niche sports. This was something that was that was sort of I think it was I think it was Rob Rob Ferguson was having a discussion with on Facebook about our famous listener who came up with the shit story actually that was him that, that was him right oh yeah it was the cloud him. of shit in the lab the lab, the, the yeah the lab shit story that was him that's what he's famous shit. for right yeah um but i i i remember having um sky sports access terribly single at the time and really getting deep into several sort of very niche sports and like sports that you wouldn't ever really play they're so out of our sort of um, world of sports. So they're from different countries, obviously, and all sorts of different, different um, people, with different lifestyles play. Them. So things like kabaddi, which is obviously a, is the famous one, is obviously an Indian sort of um, subcontinent sort of sport. There's people in India and Pakistan. Um, you guys all familiar with kabaddi? Oh yeah, I, th- I think we talked about that before because that that to me was was uh, forever linked with NFL because for me that happened on Channel Four at the same time. There was kabaddi and there was NFL and that was the two sports. And we, we used to at school we used to play NFL or American football and we used to play kabaddi. What is kabaddi? I've never heard of this. It's it's basically like uh, so you've got two teams of seven people. So you'll you'll have to try and tag as many people as you can. On the opponent, you'll take it in turns to go across the line to tag as many people as you can, and then get back while shouting the word kabaddi. But there's also if you take a breath, yeah, a breath holding. If you take a breath, yeah, if you take a breath, you've lost. How do you know if you take a breath across the line? If you stop to say to breathe, then you lose. But the opposing team can tackle you like rugby style to stop you from getting back across that line. So it's the, quite violent. You know, there's a physical element to the game as well. I mean, you are it's holding hands yeah, with it's... your friends, which is kind of weird. But if you get over that, yeah. it is pretty violent. And they, they, I mean, the, the Indian dudes that, that play it. I mean, it, it's played in, in in professional stadiums with sponsorship, and oh, wow. it's a big it's a big league. It's it's not you know. It's, I mean, it, it, its origins come from you know being played on a dusty field, but there, there is a pro, pro league now, and it, it's been going well. It's televised, sponsored. That's so strange. It doesn't sound like something you could televise. It sounds like a, yeah. a game that you would play yeah. in a playground. It does exactly, but it, you know that's that's the joy of it. You can play it on a playground, but you can you can. I mean, it, it does lend itself. It is it is it is entertaining to watch. Uh, it was I, big I, here. It was big in the UK in the eighties. Well, it was at one point, and I think it sort of has maintained a bit of underground fandom if it works there's facebook pages and things like that to it so that it, it's clearly um there's famous faces amongst the sport and what have you i'm sure there's a you guy uk mumbai uh kabaddi podcast out there somewhere that's doing their own kebab corner right now search it out search it out and get them on the show man they, they, need, they need to be on here Still but, but uh, no I, I got quite deep into trout fishing at one point <laughs> It was, but but not not. interested in the. It, it wasn't the physical aspect of of the fishing bit. People who are interested in that they're, they're to what they're interested in. It doesn't matter what it is. If someone's really into it, I can listen to them explain it to me all day. It's great. I love learning. So that they'd go deep into the, how they sell their rod, how what laws they'd use, and all sorts. 
uh, I was interested. I'd, I'd, I'd sit there and watch this stuff, and it was it was cool. I really enjoyed it. I say cool. I was, as I say, terribly single, but um, <laughs> it was interesting. So uh, I wanted to ask you guys: Have you guys got a niche sport either discovered through Sky Sports or that you've played, or that it's just you know? Is, oh, is man. are you talking about there? niche sports or are you talking about niche anything? Because I've got plenty of niche anythings. Um, uh, are we are we talking things that are, are no no it's all clean it's, it's, it's okay no. to get in or no 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 I'm talking about things I watch on YouTube like uh, me and my daughter I, I I I'm quite an avid Go player I don't know if you know what that is oh it's I've also never called, understood the rules to that also yeah. called Baduk if you're if you're from Korea but um me and my daughter I've, I've taught my daughter to play at like three and a half so we've been we've been we play regularly and we watch a guy called uh, Nikki Zabicki who's got like a quite vibrant he's from Seattle he's got quite a vibrant YouTube channel that it's it they've struggled a bit in lockdown because obviously he's got he has a class they can't meet up so it's just him online but yeah I'm 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 regularly on there watching you know he'll do it's quite it, it, it kind of ties into my NFL love you can get quite deep on the sort of strategy and formation aspect and and shape play so uh, yeah I, I go deep on go like um. I'm I'm not that good. I'm not. I'm. I'm. It's like it's it's it it runs on a sort of karate system that you kind of get dans and everything. I, I'm probably not a dan. I'm I'm more of a, a like a you know like a white belt. You know, I'm a beginner basically. But um, it's a great game. Obviously, uh, it's been revolutionised in the last sort of four or five years by AI and and the robots and the robots. Have kind of obviously. Say, obviously, I have no idea what this game is. Am I to understand this is kind of like Asian chess? Um, it's it's the oldest game in the world. It's called like surrounding chess. So yeah, yeah, you can call it Asian chess if you like. I I wouldn't call it that myself. I, I it's um, just in it's the like, sense that it's like more popular in Asia than chess. I yeah, think. okay, yeah, it's very competitive in 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 Asia. Yeah, Japan, Korea, China. Yeah, very, that you know. It's very highly revered, like Go Champions are very, very highly revered. Um, and, and yeah, it was made, it was kind of made famous in the West, maybe. I mean, it's a big, I got introduced to it by a good friend of mine um, is, uh, he, he's like a data scientist. I think I probably brought him up before. He's, um, he was, he was studying maths at Cambridge doing his PhD and, and he was, he was studying AI and, 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 and was, and the, the big struggle was can computers, because computers had beaten human players at chess, uh, I don't know if you remember, a while ago, 20 years ago or so, uh, Alpha Blue had, be- had beaten the best human chess player. The one thing they couldn't do, they couldn't beat humans at Go because Go, because Go is so, there's so many options you can do, it, it, it became, it bogged computers down. Well, the, the AI challenge was to, to create an AI system that could beat humans at, at Go. Well, that's now happened and now the now the computers are redefining the rule book. So so you've now got two schools of, of thought. Like, what would the robots do? What would the humans do? You know, the, because there's there's so many possibilities. You know, there's there's kind of like these set routines almost. Like, this is what the humans do. You do this. This is this is this is what you do. But the, the robots would do something completely wild, and then like a hundred turns later, it becomes apparent why the robots have done that. It's totally fascinating. But it's a great game very niche i can me and my daughter can sit there and watch watch these videos for hours so i, I guess that's where you're going dave it's kind of weird kind of things but yeah if anyone interested in go hit me up on twitter man because we can um we can uh, play some online go nice go a central theme to the film knives out oh is it i've not seen knives out 
Yeah, good. Well, not not like a central theme they've gone about it, but like to, to the plot, I should say. All right. Um, I do you know you ever watched the Netflix documentary that was like sport? What was it called? Sports? Uh, it was like a documentary about weird sports around the world. You see this? No. Yeah. Yep, I saw it. You, you saw it, Rich. There was the first episode, right? That was set in Italy. Um, mm-hmm. Specific. Where was it? Was it I can't remember. The, the, there's a specific city in Italy, anyway, where there's basically these four teams that play this kind of um, strange sport where there's like a giant sand field and there's about, you know, 25 players on each team or something crazy. And all they do that is... That is amazing. That you, sport is... Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've seen it. Um, that is it's insane. It is wild. Oh, what's it called now? It's... Um, yeah, it's... The, 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 there's people dressed like clowns, isn't yeah, there? Like yeah, the yeah. Like refs. And then basically it's like there's there's uh, just just full on fighting happening like that there's there's people that, that almost like the O line is like uh, UFC right they they're kind of they're going out and they they're going out in a fighting stance and they're punching each other and then whoever wins that fist fight sits on top of their opponent yeah. until there's there's no there's no blockers left and then there's a guy with a ball tries to run through and score yeah that that is it's only played in Italy, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah, crazy, it's just but... literally just it's played. There's three games. Or, uh, is it, they they like draw each other in like a playoff system because there's only four teams, and they've got like little houses where they hang out all year in these little teams, it's, and they're just colours. It's like red, white, blue, and green or something, right? And uh, they all have the little houses they all hang out in all year, and then once a year they play each other, and then they play a final, and that's it. <laughs> but it's so physically Calcio. ridiculous, like Calcio. That's what it's called. Calcio, yeah. Um, yeah. It's insane, like you know, you got a guy on the, on the documentary who's like got his leg broken in half and he's playing again, and like people are like the parents are scared, the kids are going to get killed in it, like, like Jesus. But, yeah, they've been yes. playing that since the 16th wow. century. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it brutal, wild. man. Calcio yeah, story. Yeah, you're an aficionado of that side. No, no, not at all. I just wanted to bring it up because I thought it was very interesting. I, I would watch that if it was like. Yeah, I'd like to get more into it. Yeah, I'm sure there's, but I'm not. I've watched it. I've watched whole matches before, and I'm I'm not sure of the tactics. It just seems like the the team with the better fighter dudes tends to win. I don't know. Yeah, bit like blood bowl. <laughs> I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> You're a bit sore on that. You losing? I'm gonna get into more of our league. That's going to be happening soon. But um, you know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, blood bowl's another one of mine. <laughs> yeah, anything where you can just sit on a on a, a chair <laughs> and crack on with it. Rich, everything's obsc- everything over here must be obscure to you, right? Is there anything that interests you? Cricket. What do you know about? How much do you know about cricket, Rich? That's always the question. You know what? A buddy of mine, a, um, a UK stuntman a buddy of mine. We we played it one time. We were rehearsing for for a film, and we had some downtime, so we started playing cricket. You know, just makeshift cricket, and it was fun. You know, it's it's similar to baseball in a way, um, but it was cool. I, I didn't completely understand the rules, but uh, I had fun playing it. What surface were you yeah. playing on there? Uh, we were playing on like um, almost like a gymnasium type surface. It was a hard surface. It wasn't grass or anything. Okay. Yeah, you'd be fine. You'd be fine. Just make sure you hold the bat the right way. If you play as an American playing cricket a lot of them seem to hold the bat the wrong way just i just say it's similar to baseball what? so they sort of hold the bat the wrong way what do you mean like angle yeah, side like out yeah so they'll sort of hold it above their shoulder rather than oh, right. down oh, against okay. their feet oh, oh no he taught us 
he taught us the right way to to hold it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're a bit of a cricket guy, aren't you, Dave? Yeah, well, I I used to play I used to play quite a lot. Not to any good standard, but I loved it's one of those games I loved. Loved the whole thing around cricket. I loved getting, you know, it, it was sort of a a relaxing sport that you you know you had a few minutes of action and you'd spend a lot of it doing nothing and you could have a nice tea but something to eat and a cup of tea and then you'd have a beer afterwards it was it was a day if you know what i mean it was more of an event and mm. a social thing than a the sport for me but um I, I i i i enjoyed in terms of watching cricket i love watching the long format so test match cricket so like seven days so long form cricket so it's sort of it gets more involved in sort of tactics and things, whereas you get these days you've got twenty twenty, so it's over in a couple of hours. You know, it's really fast. It, it it becomes baseball then to me. It's not cricket anymore. It's baseball. So yeah, no, it, it's it, it's it's a it's a sport that that's it's. I think it's actually one of the biggest in the world. You know, in terms of people who watch it and play it. I mean, obviously, places like India and and uh, the West Indies and stuff. They're all it's a big sport over there, particularly in India. They've obviously got a Premier League over there. But um, it's not something that's really, despite it being played a lot here, not not as, as a professional sport, it's it's watched a lot here, but not, not I suppose there's a certain age group watch it. If, if you're from a cricket in family or you play cricket, you watch it. If not, you don't really bother. It's not massively watched, other than maybe the Ashes. I don't know, man. It's one of those things where you drive out of London and you, you drive in any direction for about half an hour. You get to small, sleepy villages. There is always a game of cricket happening. Always. Mm. So I think yeah. I think it's got it's got you know you know the government when they announced the coronavirus lockdown, they were like, yes, and cricket games can continue. So I do think it's it's part of the culture here in a big way. There is mm-hmm. there is always cricket games going on. There's an element of snobbery to it, though, which needs to be taken out of it. It's it, it's still there. There's still a lot of snobbery, which doesn't exist in other sports like rugby and and uh, European football. It, it, it doesn't seem to exist there. When cricket, it still exists. You know, it's it needs to be taken out, or it's not going to survive. I don't think. I think cricket's on its way out to some extent. My struggle was exactly what you're talking about. Is that I, I'm not great in a sport where I do nothing for 95% of the time. And then suddenly there's a ball flying at me and it's my moment. I'm not. I'm no good at that. I need. I need to be involved. You know. It's like I can't. I can't be sat in a dressing room and then suddenly I'm. I'm out and I'm up to bat and I, I haven't seen the rest of the game like that. I struggle with that too. Do you know what I mean? I. I generally played hungover, so I. I, I was. I became a master at suddenly coming into a very sharp focus of I've got. Now what is it? And in a microsecond, have to decide what what is I've got to do and making a catch or whatever. So yeah, you've got to be sort of ready to go at any, despite having paid very little attention to what's going on around you. You've just got to suddenly be able to snap into focus and this is what I've got to do. If you can't do that, even even in a state of mind, then you're probably not in the right in the right spot. I guess it's a mentality yeah. thing. Maybe, maybe, but I I I mean. I wish that American football, as it's referred to over here, I suppose, is was more of a thing over here. I think it, particularly when I was in school, I think if I had the opportunity to play it in school, I'd have probably taken it up as a as a hobby. Whereas I never really was exposed to to the NFL or to American football until I was I discovered it on my own. 
I think, you know, I, I feel sort of jealous of kids that are sort of being exposed to it now in, in schools, in, or in certain schools, who are, who are um, having that as part of their school programme. I think through, um, what's his name? Mark... Uh, Chappers? Chapman? No, who runs the charity? The um, Hail Mary Hits. He, he was oh. sort of trying to get into schools, right? So his whole thing. All right. I don't know. Yeah, he's trying to get. Um, is it Mark Holden? He was trying to get in, in involved to school programs, school sports programs, to get the kids exposed to flag football and things. I'm no. pretty sure that was all about. That'd be good. Yeah, that that'd be a struggle over here, I think. But you you start to see a little bit. But usually universities mm. where it starts to ping up on people's radars. I think. Yeah. It's something a bit different when they arrive. Mm. anyway let's wrap Fair it up we've been going a long time <laughs> well, I'm going to start getting shouts from next door for me to uh, to give some attention to Chloe um, <laughs> fair enough cast her into the living room for two hours <laughs> <laughs> okie doke um, anything else from you guys before we uh, uh, I'm you sure? good you sure Dave you yeah. happy no, I'm, I'm good you, you, exci- my question. you excited about the playoffs everyone it's coming. Yeah, really excited. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Football's going to pick back up again. It goes into a little lull in the last few weeks, I find, because so many of the games don't matter, right? Especially when now everyone gets in the yeah. playoffs. There's barely anybody competition to it. But... Who's, who, who's your pick for the NFC side? For the NFC? Uh, Packers. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, Rodgers and Devontae Adams are so... It's true. It's I true. Just, but I just I hope just Tampa it's... don't start stomping around and... A little something about the Saints, though. I, don't I, think, know. I, don't, I just think the Saints will yeah. fall. They do it every year. I don't know. I don't know. I think this could be the year. I just feel like something's happened. Breeze is back. The, the Kamara's hitting form. Uh, I just the defense is playing well. I just can't buy it when Breeze is, is a lesser version of what he was in the previous years when they got tanked out. I don't know. But I mean, it could happen. They're a good team. But... He's been rested. I think it's one of those two. Or, or Tampa if they decide to just really upset the party. But I don't know anyone else that's really... I don't think any of the NFC West is going to trouble it. I don't think the Seahawks or the Rams. I mean, Brady's played well. Tampa's Tampa's been good, but yeah. they've they've struggled in prime time, and the the playoffs is prime time. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm not sure. So yeah, could be looking Packers, Chiefs, uh, maybe someone else, maybe even Buffalo sneaking up at the minute, aren't they? We'll see. That that could be a good AFC Championship game if the Steelers don't make it. Buffalo Chiefs. Steelers Steelers Saints would be a good one. Yeah, that would be an interesting Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Steelers Packers return of the. Ooh. I wouldn't like that one. I think yeah. that would be a yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll, maybe we'll do this next week once we know everyone who's in the playoffs. Maybe we'll uh, make some revised yeah. playoff Return. predictions. Yeah. Right. Okay. No, let's wrap it up there. Um, follow this podcast at UK Steelers Pod. Follow me at Cy wrote this. Uh, Dave at this is Dave Hart and Gav at GM Boom Op all on Twitter. And follow Rich on Instagram at stunt underscore Batman. Uh, and we'll see you here next week, hopefully at 30... I've forgotten where we are now. <laughs> 13 well, and what, 4? Is that right? Go, go Mason. Go Mason. Uh, <laughs> 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 that groan just sums it up, right? See you next week, guys. See you later. Go Steelers. <laughs>